back to another exciting episode of Loss of Lieutenant. I'm your host, Kevin, and on tonight's show, I'm joined by fellow hosts... Nick. Jacob. Rod, it's Julian, he's back. Motherfucker. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, we're all back because oh, it's, been a, it's been a hot minute since we've had a, a recording. So mm. it's uh, it's good to be back on the on the mics. And there's Bernie Sanders with a steel chair. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's been one of my favorite ones so far. <laughs> It's that no, that's but that's that's from 2016. That is an yeah. old old thing, so you cannot you cannot claim. Still that. funny. You see, I did see the other day someone painted up a custodian's captain as Donald Trump, and I thought that was fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, how we doing, boys? Good, good. I've been better. Yeah, you're stuck in uh, in in hotel quarantine in in the the succession estate, aren't you? I am. I'm stuck W-A. in um, currently in Perth. Day three of quarantine, so I've got another Being treated like a leper. Eleven days to go. Um, that's okay though, because I'm sampling the local wares. For those of you who can't yeah. see this, this is Emu Export. That's the uh, Carlton draft of uh, WA, and shit. it's uh, it's pretty good actually. Oh, okay. Is it better than VB? Uh, I mean that's a hard one to call. Uh, yes, it is better than VB. Well, by better than VB, VB is intentionally meant to be terrible and taste like piss. So by better, I mean does it taste like like piss more <laughs> something i can drink and enjoy oh okay well it's not better then no okay well that means debatable vb is very enjoyable but it's certain times of the year only oh i would say certain times of the night like when you've got a few under you already <laughs> <laughs> once you can't taste the taste of alcohol yeah, once then you can't VB taste is, it anymore in your life <laughs> vb is real good then yeah um cool. well it's great to well, have everybody back for a, another episode like you say like nick said it's been a little it's been a a little while since between ca- between casts, but that's just life, I guess, gets in the way. Yeah, but, but um, like we we've kind of got a bit of a plan for today as well, which is which is great. Um, what? <laughs> we plan? Yeah, yeah, that's no right. Told you, we, we, we sent it to you. Uh, <laughs> you guys are having a plan. <laughs> it's in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, yeah. So, like, one thing that I'm sure everybody's been doing a lot of is has been, I'm sure. Uh, theory crafting and figuring out lists and sitting down with the new army and 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 looking at how they used to play and and how they they they're going to implement the changes into their armies and stuff so um the uh the working title for tonight's episode is uh it's not you it's your list um which is which, a flip around of the of the old of the, yeah the old the uh, the old infinity adage that it's not it's not your list it's you which I'm sh- which definitely does Stand. Um, We're gonna cop so much shit there. That, that list title. Yeah, yeah, but I don't. I don't fucking care. Um, because <laughs> because while it might be, while it might stand that it's not your Good list, you, you still need to have a list, right? You exactly, still, the, yeah. and the list has got to come from somewhere. And so we want to, we want to take it back, take a step back, go right down to the to the to the um, the brass tacks of uh, of. What we put in lists, why we put them in there, what's what's um what's changed what we... from N three to N four as well? Like has right. our thinking changed? Um, yeah, just go back to basics and try to. I mean, you know, in the time of in the, in the time of Corona, not many of us have had face to face games, and a lot of us have been making lists on the toilet, and um, but without an awful lot of uh, 
um, games under our belt, it can be, it can feel a little bit like, is this good? I don't know. Um, but there are still some, I think, universal truths that we'll um, try to uncover tonight and help you guys mm-hmm. navigate the new the new landscape. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've probably had, I reckon, half a dozen games of N4. Yeah, yeah I reckon, I, it must be about, up about the same as well, actually, maybe seven or eight. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon I'm probably seven or eight now as well. I don't think so. I've been quite as prolific as you guys, but I've probably got a handful. Weak. <laughs> Speaking of games, have we had any recently? Yeah, I, I played a game against Toby on the weekend, a face-to-face game. Oh, glorious. And um, I ran a completely illegal list, didn't realize. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> so I ran, a, I ran a Morat list, and I didn't realize that the control device was gone with Gackies and Predators. So I put them in a link team and I just assumed they all became like regular. And so I played Toby and um, yeah, that was, that was rather amusing getting home going, oh yeah, this list is really good. I enjoyed it. More out to back. And then everyone's like, yeah, that's an illegal list. That's why it was good. I was like, eh. yeah, <laughs> well, that explains things. And, and that's um, a great, great thing though, is, is the things that you assumed in N3 do not carry over to N4 no. and they're not always like out there in the open that people are talking about. It, it takes things like this for you to find that out. Well, I got I got all down in the dumps because like oh more rats are shit again and then I wrote a list and I was like actually no they're they're good if you write a legal list so yeah so do you want to explain yeah. sorry so um you still have to have an Osnat for that link but yeah you still have to, but they doesn't still make them regular anymore regular yeah so you can yeah. end up having like an Osnat Kornak and three ga- uh, Gakis but you're if you spend an order any of the Gakis orders it'll break the link yeah yeah I yeah. I reckon they should change that because like. Morat, it won't make Morat's OP like doing that change. It won't make them overpowered or top of the power curve. It'll it'll make them competitive. They're they're already competitive, but it'll just be a different mm. option. Because as it stands, the only real link option they have is either or well, the two options. Because you're not going to run that link, I don't think, because it's it seems a bit ridiculous unless you want to run them up and spread them off. But the only two like viable core options you have is the Suriats with more um Morat link. With like the Vanguard. The Vanguard infantry, or just mm. straight up Suriats, which is very costly. So, mm. um, yeah, I, uh, I, I'd like to see them change that. Well, I mean, it's still very useful. You can still have a link team, so you can still get the plus three bonus. You just can't mm. spend. You know, I think I think I made a link that was similar to that, and uh, it was like Kornak and Ozna, one of the other wild cards, and only two Gakis. And I'm like, well, cool. Mm. So two of them are irregular, but I'm still, st- I'm still you can use three orders to move a five-man link around and two of the orders are four points that, mm. uh, or seven points or whatever, whichever one you decide to go for, it still seems very good. And then, you, like you say, you just kind of, um, when you're ready, just those two guys can just like fuck off out the link and go mm. and maul stuff. I don't know. Mm. Like, I think it's still very, um, I think it's still very good. But yeah, it like you say, it, it caught people out because they think, oh man, this is amazing. Because you could mm. never, you could never wildcard Kornak into that link in N three, could you? No, it was very specific, and not only that, yeah. if you like broke the link apart, it said at the start of the game the link had to be formed. So if you broke the link, you then couldn't reform it. Right. So it was like it was a very, very specific link. And it's um, like, yeah, if you could do it that way and everything was regular, mm. I just feel like that's a pretty. Not only gro- that, huh? my um, unless the link team rules have changed, um. You can actually put the the because it doesn't say you can't. You can put the Osnat in the link with the the synced Predator. Oh yeah, yeah, true. 
I don't think that's. So, I think that'll I th- change. I think. I think. I think. In the, I think the sync rule says that they says, can't go in. Yeah. They can't be in a fire team. Yeah. It's not a fire yeah. team rule. It's a sync rule. It's a sync right, rule. Right. But interestingly, the um, you know how normally on the thing it says you can't join the link team. Yeah. It says it doesn't say anything about that. So it's a bit confusing that whole link yeah. team. Yeah, there's definitely a few of those floating around still in N four. Um, yeah. But the game was good though. Otherwise, he played Shaz yeah, nasty, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, he played Shaz and um. Put it this way: If I had it probably running a legal list, he probably would have beaten me. So, <laughs> Toby's Toby's got like a very um unique. Well, I wouldn't say unique way of running Shaz, but he likes he likes his camel spam. Did he do that as well the other day? Yeah, he had a few. Um, it wasn't anything like massive, but yeah, it was there was no link teams or anything. It was all about the um mm. the camo. So mm. um, so if I had to had that link team, if I had a yeah, if I had have been running it, say it's the other way, he would have beaten me. But I, I probably wouldn't have run that list to begin with if I had known that yeah. they couldn't be in a link. I would have run the other list that I looked at running um, not so long ago. So, um, cool. yeah, that's what, that's all from my end. What about you guys, Jacob, Nick, or Jacob? Uh, yeah, I had uh, I only really had one game recently, which was uh, I've been wanting to try out. Invincible Army, because uh, as much as I love a couple of other armies, I think my favorite models are in IA. I uh, had a game against uh, Adam, uh, one of the guys in New South Wales. So he graciously decided to sit down in, at his computer instead of uh, going and seeing someone in real life. <laughs> um, uh, and he played um, Combined Army and Avatar List, and I, I could not... I got that avatar down to two wounds, and that was a that was about all I achieved in that entire game. Just couldn't roll. A, I just couldn't get anything else working. That avatar just stood there and was just a thorn in my side. What mission were you playing? Supplies. Mm. Supplies, motherfucker. I think I think I, I I think I called it at the bottom of my turn too. I had nothing left. So the avatar went on a rampage. He grabbed the boxes, or he grabbed the boxes. Avatar then just uh, like. I well, he was actually really defensive uh, with him. It's just, it's just, it was just looking at my main link team, um, and my first turn gambles um, uh, just didn't work out. So I, I lost a lot of guys in my active turn. Okay, what did you? Um, just uh, unlucky rolls, and they got a couple of important crits off. What were you trying in Invincibles? Because I'm quite interested in that. Yeah. Yeah, so I was trying Invinci- uh, I was trying Invincibles because I, I I really dig um, what they can do with their um, their new links. What um, uh, what specifically had you had you run? Uh, I had run so my link was uh, uh, the Shangji with the uh, Shangji with the um, the AP HMG. Yeah, Aware, Tembot. Yep, Taishan. Uh, just the I had just the Zuyong, so was I can actually form the Dan Was that the Chain of Command one? Yeah, yeah. Chain of Command one. Mm-hmm. Um, by, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then the uh, what's it called? Um, Sunbay, which is the missile launcher. Oh yeah, was that in, in a link? Yeah. yeah, it's a wild card. Oh, I, I must have missed that. Yeah. Um, then it's I had the, the guide uh, one. It's just the normal one. Yeah, yeah. They only have they only yeah. have the normal one. I don't yeah. have the guide. Uh, then I'm going to call it the Pangling, but I know it's not called that. The FTO shotgun one, just as a backup. I mean, I call it the Pangling. Pangling. Oh, sorry. I, oh, sorry. I also, also had a Hydal. Um, just as long as you don't eat it. 
Uh, uh, also had the um the, the hideout sniper. <laughs> no uh, aphrodisiac like Pangalang. <laughs> almost Truth, it, beauty and corona for you. I don't even know what you're singing. <laughs> no aphrodisiac by the Whitlams. Come on, that's that's like Aussie folklore that song, mate. So sorry, you so you've got a core link team and every single thing it is a wild card? No, because you can still form yeah. a core with a Shang-Chi. The Shang-Chi itself. It's a, it's a, Shang, it's a Shang-Chi core. Yeah. Right. No, it's, it, was it, was a Zuyong, it was a Zuyong core. Oh, Zuyong core. No, okay. because there's no, there's no Zuyongs there. Yeah, I, I, I put a Zuyong. He said, oh, right. he said Zuyong, yeah. I did, I did oh, have one yeah. Zuyong. Um, and the main thing is I had a um, I, I two Panglings, the FTO, and also the FTO one as well as the Evo hacker. To, because the way assist fire works now is you put it on and until you use another power or the thing dies, it's there for good. Yeah. So one order, first turn, bam, it ignores cover. Yeah, um, I mean, Evo hackers are pretty cheap. Um, yeah, 15 points now. Now as well. Yeah. They're more of a slot, and then but a lo- we'll get into that when we yeah. get into the meat of the episode. And then the, and the last mm, one was the... Um, Daoying? Is that the... Yeah, the lieutenant. Tell me you took the um, most them all the same yes, I, yes. I, I do take them all. I think the Molly Sabre is fucking awesome. I, well, I don't, I don't see a point in the hacker now. It's a good um, pocket special. Not, I, think, not, but... In fact, I don't even think the hacker can be a lieutenant. Can. Like you've, you've, you can, it can, yeah. You and you've, you've got the, um, you've got the chain of command there, so you can have a. It's, you're not using the multi sniper as an actual like arrow type sniper. Um, is not. I not like great. An automatic. No, it's, it's, not it's great because you have got the chain of command there. It's not automatic lose. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, 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 it's a um, it's an active piece thing because you've got those lieutenant orders. So you jump out, take a shot. But as you jump out, you pull himself back in. I was actually really lucky. I took him because he managed to get a almost get a Datarazi all the way around to my um, Evo hacker. Um, but he um, uh, ran into a mine, the mine from the sniper. Yeah, oh, and because yeah. in, Invincible Army don't have much other access to mine lane. Uh, no. Oh, I should say the other two things no, is no. Uh, the other two ones I had was the um, Zincha. Oh yeah, for How does Zincha service go? for specialists with his new and uh, improved profile. Yeah, uh, not great, but that was just because of again trying to take out the avatar. So right, um, I, I just I just couldn't pull anything out like. Uh, just even the little bit of mimetism um, yeah. meant that I was just not hitting anything. Did you, I'm assuming not, but did you run that new engineer special character? No. No. I think I, he I, is I, awesome. I didn't. I, Chung, I did, he, Chung he Hyung. Yeah, plus yeah. one damage, K1 combi rifle, carries himself a repeater, stick him in a Harris mm. with the hideout killer hacker. You have a repeater that can't be hacked, well, except for the fact that he can spotlight um and then you can you can slingshot him out of the link so you so basically i'm thinking it's shang hmg that Qing guy where was the engineer dude Chung-hi. yep and a hideout killer hacker so you've got a firewall and you've got the ability to activate the hideout killer hacker move the engineer four inches out and then hack through that own, your own repeater so I mean, you're already got the firewall there, but it just gives you that ability to push, push out of your eight inches. Reminds me of the Cyclops in um, the Hector link in O12. I'll talk about that later because that link is 
Mm. It's expensive, but it's, it's so fucking. It's got so much utility, and he's got AP mines, and like and as I mentioned before, mm. thir- damage thirteen K one combi, which would have been awesome against uh, Avatar if you can hit the bastard. Mm. Damage thirteen, even if he's in cover, he's fifty fifty chance he's going to take a wound. K K one, it's it's oh, it's almost better than anything I should ever gonna roll. Yeah, I mean, yeah, sure, he like he's he's made a paper, but hmm. for twenty nine points, hmm. I'd take him. Um, and then Nick, do you want to talk about our game quickly, or do you? Yeah, have sure. I mean, yeah. like I had a the most recent game I played was against you, Kev, hmm. uh, and I had a load of fun. We played on uh, those brutal cities. Uh, the table you've put together of the brutal cities terrain, and that really did change the game up a lot. Particularly, like getting your head around having that much verticality on the table at the to begin with mm-hmm. was um was a new experience for me. Uh, but sort of once you get your head around it, those the um they've he's really done a really good job of making those uh, even though they are quite large terrain pieces, making them accessible and easy to play around in my opinion um so i had a great fun game stomped um brought a brought a tag along because i'm really enjoying rocking tags in um the guija and in, in, in n4 with, with the guija which is i mean it's still it's, it's not that special it's gotten a buffed a little bit um from what it was like in N3. It's got a few extra yeah. bells and whistles, better close combat, super jump as well. And I used the super jump I think the super jump was really relevant in our game as well, actually. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd used it to super jump on top of a uh, on top of like a shipping container that it could only just fit onto. So I was um, getting that extra height. And because of the way that the cover rules work now, because I was a little bit higher up than anything that you had on ground level, I'm, I'm automatically getting cover, which which was which was put me in a really sort of good defensive position yeah no that was that was really good actually because i think even after our game i was like yeah if you were on ground level i would have i mean obviously the tag the tag also has martial arts but if you're on ground level then it would have been an easier decision for me to run into cc with like the likes of a bandit or something you know if i had like something on with d charges but because you've super jumped them on top of a couple of shipping containers i'm like nah no chance i can't yeah. nothing can get to that guy so that was yeah, you, um, that was really great you to get up there you're going to have to spend a full order climb yeah or jump which, so that was really good um, which then is going to uh, generate an arrow basically unopposed yeah yeah so you were running Yujang, vanilla and i was running starco and i thought i had a good list going in until i realized that we were playing firefight and if i em is great but em doesn't kill things and if i don't have anything to kill a tag that i've just immobilized then i'm not winning the game <laughs> yeah and that was, that was another uh, new experience for me as well getting um running that tag having it immobilized uh and then sort of figuring out whether or not it's even worth spending the orders to get the engineer over there to fix it because well i if i'm resetting i'm resetting on ones because it's whip 13 and you're neg nine plus neg three so it's neg 12 um so Why neg three Oh, is that the... It's isolated. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's that. From, uh, from the... What was it that did it? The um, um, It was an EM mine from EM. Uh, Brawler... Brawler, sorry, Bandit with boarding shotgun EM mines. So I put... I dropped a repeater in zone of control of the Guija, then ran around the corner and dropped an EM mine, and then hacked his Guija with Uhahu, and he opted to reset, so he... 
passed against the hacking attack but then failed against the EM mine and became immobilized which I thought was great at the time and then I was realizing mm, actually that would have been better if I'd managed to possess you because then I could have at least used your own tag to kill a couple of your orders as it was I immobilized you and then couldn't really do anything to your tag because <laughs> I obviously I sacrificed the um, bandit in the process as well to put the, the mine down so um it was cool though. It was like there was yeah, there were some really good moments in the game. Your tiger soldier dropping on top of the um the brutal cities, uh, building and just having like a clear view of my TR bot, Ermandino, um, Jaguar and and Hellcat. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, and like because I I sort of dropped him in a position where like I didn't really I, I had him waiting to to come in and i wanted to sort of drop him right up the back and and sort of take out your back line but i put him on the top of a really quite tall building in the uh almost the center of the table but he had a a decent angle to to shoot down on three or four of your different troops yeah and the the buildings are so high as well that you're really eight inches away from everything when you're on top of there so if i'm shooting you in the back arc you're not even getting a uh getting a a, a dodge arrow out of it yeah because you're so far away yeah that's the other thing we, and we did notice those brutal cities buildings are taller than eight inches so if you if you if you're on top of that building and you're a hacker good luck because you're not going to be able to hack anything um on the, on things, the things that are walking past you on ground level yeah uh, outside of your hacking area because they're yeah. outside of your zone of control that was that was interesting. That eight inch cylinder. Yeah. What else was interesting actually was because we were playing firefight and I was running Starco who have access to Hellcats, and I brought an Evo hacker. My Hellcats were dropping in on twenty ones, so it yeah. was just like basically choose a point, plonk. He's oh, there. They're, they're, they're superior drop, aren't they? Yeah, because they get yeah, they, they get, get combat jump plus three. plus three. Yeah, so they're plus mm. nine, I guess, with the. Scenario special rule, the evil hacker, and their own special rule, and they're Fizz 12 uh, natively, so they're automatically landing wherever they want. I mean, unless unless Nick brought an evil hacker as well, then it would have been downgraded from a 21 down to an 18, which is still a pretty good rule. But um, not even having to worry about that 10% chance of failing and just being like, I'm going to pick here. It was just like, ooh, this is great. I like this. I mean, it's one mission. Like, it's not going to happen an awful lot, but it was it was pretty nice. So yeah, it was a good yeah. fun game though. You yeah. you you, um, you thrashed well, me seven, seven seven zip. So seven seven zero was yeah. the um score at the end. And I think you spent your entire last turn trying to spec fire grenades at my lieutenant and yeah. just missed every single time. So I mean, I deserve that. I had uh, yeah, I, I I shot my load on the Hellcat Spitfire on turn one when I should have probably held them back till turn three, turn two, to try to get at your softer stuff, but um. I think I had in my head I needed to kill your monstrucker after I immobilized the Guija and spent too many orders trying to get to your monstrucker. Eventually I got a Jaguar up to him and you, I think you successfully dodged from the light shotgun or you passed the armor save, I can't remember. And that kind of put me in a position where I'd, it wasn't a great position. I basically spent my orders to try and do this one thing. It failed and then I was kind of out of position with my, yeah, um, the rest you, of my army. He'd, he'd, he'd overstretched himself a bit too far. Yeah, and yeah, exactly. So, and um, yeah, and you did the trick with Luna as well, the shoot through smoke. Yeah, thing. so was cool. when, um, when N4 dropped one of the profiles that I really enjoyed playing in N3 was Major Luna and then I opened up, the, it was one of the first profiles I checked out when N4 Army came out and I was a bit miffed about uh, thinking that she'd been a bit hard done by but um 
I decided to give her another go um, because in, basically the main change is that um, her ballistic skill has gone from 12 up to 13. She has lost marksmanship level X, which no longer exists, but has now gained uh, triangulated fire, right? Which means that she's also gained uh, uh, MSV level one. So yeah. she can now, with the MSV changes, she can see through smoke. Yeah, she, she didn't have that before. You, I, I thought someone said, I think someone said last episode she did, but I don't think, never thought she did. No, no, yeah. she didn't. So MSV1 um, is new. So yeah, MSV1 is new, uh, which means she can see through smoke and using a triangulated fire through smoke would ignore the neg six of her MS1, MSV1 through smoke. So it's only neg three. So you're on two dice uh, down to tens because of the triangulated fire at whatever it is you're shooting at. If you're using your surprise shot, you're going to be hard pressed not to get them at neg 12 if they want to shoot back. Yeah. So it's less reliable hitting from you, but it's more reliable, but sorry. Yeah. Less reliable, it's but more also less reliable. More likely to survive. More likely that no one that someone's just going to be at neg twelve, because the, yeah. So the yeah. the you, you could still N three major lunar was not too difficult to get people at neg twelve if you were a long long way away mm. if you had them at maximum range. Like even against missile launchers, you could do that. Um, against HMGs is pretty easy because it's not too difficult to get a multi sniper or a viral sniper. Sorry, uh, in the long range band of a if you're opposing an HMG. Um, so it wasn't too difficult to get them at neg 12 and three, your target number was like 21 or 22 or something because yes. of the way the marksmanship was working now uh, and on one dice as well. Now you've got two dice, uh, and your target number is 10. Yeah. Uh, but it is easier if you're using smoke, it's easier to get your opponent at greater negative modifiers. Yeah, which I think is it's pretty nice. Swings I mean, and roundabouts. Requires Swings a little bit more setup, maybe, because you're you've got to get smoke in front of her. Yeah, um, but I mean, with the access to impetuous monks, it was an impetuous order that put smoke yeah. right where I needed it to be for her to to walk up into the position to get your TR bot at that neg twelve, um, and it was in the good range band for the HMG. So really, I had you at neg fifteen, and then that went down to neg twelve because of your plus three range band. Yeah. Um, which is good. But, that means uh, you can actually you don't have to be at the on the other side of the table. Yeah, you, just you have can to be, be close yeah. with that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, providing you're coming out of surprise, surprise, providing you're coming out of camel to do it. That's and that's the thing. It's only sort of a one-time thing to get it that good because she's only got uh, limited camouflage. She, sorry, she got camouflage one use. Mm -hmm. So once she's come out of camouflage, you use that surprise shot. She doesn't get surprise shot again for the game. Yeah, and then after that's neg nine, unless you get them out of the, out of their into their bad range band. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so no, it was a fun game anyway. So um, cool. Um, before we get into our main segment of the of the episode, uh, Julian, you wanted to give us a quick recap of your very successful tournament that you ran on TTS. Oh, yes, we um, we tried uh, we we tried to run like a one day tournament on TTS. Um, Which I don't think it's been done before. I think everyone, everyone I know no. who's done a tournament has done it over the course of a week. Like a league. Yeah. A league or, or, or a tournament that runs over several yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's it seemed to work really well. We um, we started at 9 and finished at about 5.30. So um, it was only 200 points limited insertion. So we wanted to see how, the, how it would work. And I didn't want to put too much points in. But all the games apart from one or two got done on time. Um, um, and, um, 
had a real mixed um, show out of, of armies. So we had Aleph, O12, um, Starco, Corregidor, TAC, Nomads, JSA, Vanilla Pano, Military Orders, Vanilla Huck, and Star Mata. So it had a real... Yeah, it's a um, real unusual mix. Like Vanilla Pano, yeah. um, Starco. Yeah. Yep. And um, one of the guys playing, I wanted to try and get a few people from overseas, but we didn't. We only got one person, um, and that was um, Don. Um, I can't remember where Don was from. Uh, he's from Philadelphia. Um, like, so you, you're going to be real hard pressed to get someone that's anywhere else, anywhere in the world, to commit to a full day on mm-hmm. Australian time. Basically, yeah, exactly, so. exactly. Um, but we thought we'd chuck it out there. So we got got one no, person. Um, there's, there's a couple of guys from England who expressed interest, but I think um, the timing ultimately would be they, off. Yeah. Would be off, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, in the end, we had um, uh, Hector playing um, uh, Starco. He came first. Then I'm we had cool. Alex playing um, Pano coming second. And then um, we had um, Luke. Uh, or was it? No, it was Pete, sorry. Um Peter Henry, the other brother, um, came third with um, JSA. So, um, yeah, so interesting uh, spread at the top. So, um, for a while there, it looked like Alex was just going to go and absolutely smash everyone because he was running a Sphinx. And the first two games, like the Sphinx, not the Sphinx, sorry, um, um, the Seraph. Seraph, Um, which apparently is a poo tag in N4. Oh, I don't know who says that because this thing, people, this thing wasn't. It, was, that. It, it it murdered its way through most people's lists. It's I because think it's got super jump. First, it's poo. Yeah, the first game he played against Ben. Um, I saw Alec that game killed, as well. Yeah, he killed Ben's entire list with his Seraph um, cool. by turn two as well. Um, so, and then the game against Hector was very close. I think the what what saved Hector was his um his right girls in the end. So, um, but yeah. We, Obviously, with that sort of a tournament, it's a bit hard to do something like best sports because, or, or, or best painted, particularly best painted because you're not painting, but best sports as well, just because you don't have that face-to-face interaction. So, what what we decided to do instead was we we would put up a um a, a prize called the Arnold Award, and so people would post up, you know, their their at the conclusion of the games, um, you know, their best moment. Um, most badass moment. Yeah, most badass moment. You know, the Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Sylvester Stallone sort of a moment. Um, and so we've given that moment to Val, <laughs> um, who's night as uh, Santiago Knight uh, ran into close combat with a Zeta and double crit with um, uh, D charges to put eight wounds um, onto the Zeta and kill it outright in one order. So... Um, there was a couple of other nominations. How did it actually get to? Was, sorry, how did it get to burst? Or is it two orders? I think no, no, it was one order. I think there might have been another model in close uh, combat. BS, BS, um, uh, BS, BS, yeah, yeah. I he didn't, didn't. Um, uh, and he said the Santiago may or may not have been my LT as well. So that that was extra points for me as well because that's that's um that's Ballsy. classic Val. That's a that's a spicy play. Um, there's a couple of other really cool moments in there. Um. Uh, Luke and Peter played each other, so the two brothers and um, Pete's Ryuk and Nine basically killed <laughs> um, the SMG version, killed Luke's entire army, so killed Mary Problems, a Zon mate, a transductor Zon, a Zon Nordica, um, and then survived a um, a firefight with a Moran while being targeted. 
Um, yeah, so pretty pretty cool ones. Um, so and then we had another one that Kale nominated with his line Kazakh with missile launcher taking down a linked HMG and two wounds off a gecko, then making three out of four crit Panzer Faust saves. So there was some um pretty um pretty cool moments all around. So um mm. yeah. Um it went went all right. So I've I've got to send Val his prize now because we've been waiting to the podcast to do this. So uh he has won a twenty dollar Toy Soldier imports voucher. So um, Toy um, Soldier mm. were um pretty awesome in that they sponsored the event. So um I really, yeah. I really dig that uh, extra, that little thing you've added. I think it um, creates some really nice moments in a, in a game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Arnold moments, these times where you're just like, oh, do you remember that guy just like passed all his yeah, other things? Exactly. He just kept coming at you and then just like killed your entire link team. Um, um, so I celebrating those moments it. is a really good idea. I like that. Yeah. I think I'd include it on every tournament, even like face-to-face ones from now on. I think on. I would as well. I think it just it yeah. sparks, com- it gets some good conversation, um, yeah. good just memories, and, and you can game, record it as well. Can, yeah. And it rewards maybe, on paper. Yeah, rewards maybe some yeah. of the, some of those maybe more um, ballsy plays. I mean, obviously, you know, the, yeah. the tournament you had was, you know, it was 200 points. I mean, it's the game's so new as well. I'm sure people were just yeah. there to have, there to have fun, but, um, to kind of yeah. encourage that kind of behavior is is great. Uh, I really like yeah. that. Um, yeah. And I have and no I'll, doubt it's, that it's sort of we're at the point of the game where people just need to get more reps in. Really, yeah. yeah. Actually, so, I have yeah. no doubt that Val would have had uh, had that in the back of his mind when he did that. He he would have been like, "Yeah, this is an Arnold moment, and it's my LT. Yeah, let's go get him jumping down." <laughs> um, um, you just right. reminded me. Actually, there was uh, just slight like quick segue but i had played a game against ryan last night where my uh i was running um vanilla combined and yep. my dad arazi had a had an arnold had a arnold moment where he in my first turn he, he ran up to the midfield behind a wall ryan they moved his um in his turn he moved his proxy forward observer out to try to push i think he was trying to kill the dad arazi but mm. in his first half in his second half of his order he moved within zone of control of the dad arazi well, he moved to within like three inches of the Data Razi, not thinking because he was behind a wall. My Data Razi yep. successfully dodged into CC with the <laughs> FO um, proxy. He was like, shit. Yep. So then he got his LT Myrmidon officer to mm. run into CC as well to yep. get the extra burst bonus. And then he was like, hmm, I'm still not confident I can beat this Data Razi. So then he got um, Parvati with a Yodbot. And ran the yod bot into CC as well. So there, so my Dat Razi was surrounded by a for an FO uh, proxy. Wait, but how, how does how is the Dat Razi not getting it, um, AROs when he gets engaged? Well, that's it. Well, I I, I could have dodged, but I was like, well, no, I'm just gonna stay in combat with this FO, uh, the proxy FO. Yeah, I don't but wanna, why weren't you hitting? I, like the you could punch the Myrmidon right? as it comes in and punch the yod bot as it no, comes. No, no, no. He would do yeah. that in a second, a second short skill. Does. Doesn't so, matter. You don't have any line of sight. Yeah, you don't have an ARO until you're in base to base. No, he no, he does because he moves the Myrmidon officer. If he's, yeah, if he's got um, stealth, then he doesn't generate an ARO when he goes into base to base contact. Yeah, he no, no. He, so yeah. he would move the Myrmidon officer into zone control of Dat Razi, not using stealth. Yep. Dat Razi gets a dodge ARO. Oh, okay, I choose yeah, not I've to use that. it yep, because yep. I don't want to dodge out of combat with something that I'm in with. So then he moves yeah. the Myrmidon officer in, and then he finally moves the Yodbot in. To get burst three with the Myrmidon officer yeah. just to guarantee that my Dat Razi dies. 
you're laughing because you're like, you've spent like, what, five orders to do that? <laughs> Something like that, yeah. And yeah, then Merlin yeah. Officer rolls his three dice. He rolls like a one, a two, and a five. Oh, and then my dad yeah, rolls yeah. a 13 and cuts the Merlin yeah. Officer in half. <laughs> that also happened uh, to be his to LT. That was also that was also his yeah. LT, and then I think yeah, in my turn, I then I turn it. around. No, I think I think he does kill the Datarazi. I think he just shoots my Datarazi in CC. I think, yeah, something like that. Anyway, yeah, because he was going to try and shoot me once he had the the Myrmidon officer and the forward observer in CC. Then I reminded him it's neg six for every ally in CC, so he'd be at neg twelve to shoot my. Da- he'd be at neg fifteen to set, to shoot my Datarazi because the Datarazi is mimetism. So he was like, so if, not going to do if that. it's um. If it's that multiple where you've got two guys, two of your own guys, and you shoot, you're at neg 12, you shoot in and miss, how do you determine which one it hits? Good point. Uh, it's in there. both. <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe you randomize that one, or maybe you just, yeah, maybe you, you hit them both because you're an asshole and you've done that. It could say it in the rules somewhere. I it might do, yeah. It. yeah. It's a good point. Something to look up. But that was, sorry, you just reminded me of that moment where the data Razi was like, yeah, come up, come at me, bro. And the member mm-hmm. offers just gets cut in two. <laughs> good times. Uh, that Razi are amazing. I, I've, yeah, so good. Do we uh, want to um, move on to the uh, the next segmento? Yeah, I, I, we do. Um, actually, I had one quick question about the two hundred point tournament that you ran. So you yes. ran it as a limited insertion event, um, so yep. maximum ten orders, um, because it's obviously on TTS. So you want to make it quick, keep it, you know, keep it. Um, not too many orders for people to use but you also did then carry over the ITS changes which is you can't dock the two orders because everything's it was the only one we carried on yeah 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 do you think that that was a good idea do you reckon yeah I think so I didn't I didn't see too much of a disparity between people going first and people going second I don't know whether that's because the missions I selected tended to favour what were they going second? Uh, it was uh, frontline acquisition supplies. So supplies mm. is fairly even. I mean, if you go first, pick up all the boxes, get back, and then hold the boxes, it's it's quite strong. I mean, that being said, if you go second and turn three, you jump down and snipe the boxes off your opponent. You know, the, there's a there's a, there's a it's a fifty fifty one between going first and second there. Yeah. Um, acquisition going first. Going second, it, better, yeah. Going going first is definitely not as strong as going second, yeah. and same with frontline. Um, so I think that probably had a lot to do with it. Um, but I think I, I I still think limited insertion lists need to be um, need to have that you can't dock two orders from them um, mm. set up. I think that's I what, think. yeah. I think that's a I yeah. think it's a we'll see we'll see how things go in season twelve. Yeah. I personally yeah. reckon that they should still be. Docked that was one of, one thing one yeah. thing I played with um, when I, ha- I had my match with the uh, with Adam is that we we, we were just playing ones from the uh, the rule book at the moment so obviously we didn't, weren't doing any of the ITS rules and yeah he docked two order two orders um, and I think even now with the with talk talk about like NCO and all that um, ex- existing um, in more places that docking two orders to a limited assertion army is just it's just death. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't really agree with that, and the reason why is because there is so much um, in not every army, but there is a lot of access to tack awareness, uh, lieutenant plus one order, 
uh, counterintelligence, because like you know, counterintelligence, if you play that way, is useless in a limited insertion setting. So mm. I, and also it means that it, if you keep the rule where you can't dock two orders, it makes eleven and twelve order lists pointless because you're just you're. Yeah, they're kind of pointless anyway, to be honest with you, because if I, I see mean, someone with 12 orders, I'm just going to go, I'll take two from the two group. Yeah. Or, I mean, let's, did, let's face it, they might not do it like that. They might do, you know, seven and, and five. Well, that's it. But, that's what I'm, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, uh, limited yeah. insertion is 10 orders. If you can't dock it, then it kills 11 and 12 order lists, whereas I think 11 and 12 order lists should, should be viable in N4. So if you keep that rule, you need to remove that rule to make 11, 12 order lists viable. Mm. Yeah, and, and like 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 all these rules that have been in place in previous seasons the reason that they put them in place is because there's a change that they want to make mm-hmm. now i think what we're going to see in season 12 i mean this is completely kind of off topic but i think what we're going to see in season 12 is going to be a, uh, a framework that has very, almost no additional rules because there is nothing there is no meta at the moment right yeah. there's nothing there's no play style that needs to be shifted because none of it exists it's it's sort of it's sort of setting a new baseline for 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 where things are going to start from so i would not be surprised if it because there was I, we've spoken about this before but when they had the uh, when they had the heloise interview on white noise it was not really clear which way it was going to go no um, so we'll have to wait and see we will wait and see all right, shall we, um, can we have a real quick break before we jump into the main segment of the episode? Is that okay, yep. Julian, or are you falling asleep? No, that's all right. I'll, I'm, I'm happy. I'll go get a drink. Cool. All right. I'll stop. All right. Back into the episode. So we're, we're going to go talk about building lists in N4. Yeah. Um, Nick, do you want to kick us off? More than happy to. Um I did put together these notes, didn't I? But it was a little while ago. We've been we've been trying to get this episode recorded for like a fucking month. Um, <laughs> we've all forgot what the hell we're doing now. Yeah, sorry, yeah. I just, I just I pressed the record um, button and we're all like, "Huh." Oh. <laughs> That's all right, man. Um, yeah. So, like, the first thing that I put here is uh, the big change that everyone has talked about is uh, tactical window, right? But rather than just looking at, oh, it's fifteen. 15 models what like i can't do my big 20 order list anymore i'm gonna have to rewrite everything another thing that that means is that whereas previously the only considerations that you had were points and swc 300 points six swc right so and those were the currencies that we dealt in now uh we've got a third currency that you got to deal with which is army slots so when you're building your list you got to you got to um take that into consideration as well because oftentimes you can't just sit there and be like yeah click 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 all of the cheap units and uh, and then i'll put a, a bit of uh, flavor in there for some for some, for some spicy toys you've got to kind of take more of a um more of a structured approach to it uh to to really land where you want to land if you, if you are aiming to hit that 15 uh 15 army slot yeah exactly um so there, yeah. So the, whereas before it was just points and SWC, now it's points, SWC, and slots. So how do we how do we go about managing that? Um, and what do we think has changed fundamentally with list building as a result of um that change? Um, I've um, I guess I you've, you've, you've already to... you've already spoken in depth about it. So, but I guess you can you, you can give us your thoughts I, on I've it. Come, I've come to a conclusion 
that I think for me and I think will become. Oh, how I'm I'll stop you there just real quick because yeah, when was it? When was the episode that you were telling us that what would happen and how quickly it would happen? How what are we now? November? Has that been like what? Has it been like six weeks, eight weeks yet since release? Yeah, it's still, it's still exactly the same. This is your is your no, prophecy blame, come to fruition? Blame or? COVID. Blame COVID. No, yeah, yeah. Blame blame COVID. You can't try. No, it, look. To be honest with you, um, in the event at the two hundred point event. Uh, those lists that I said would do well did exactly as intended. Like lists that have uh, loops around orders um, and the sort. I don't think the fact. I don't think it was a great representation because it was only two hundred points and limited insertion. And limited insertion. But it was still like if you look looked at um the uh, the lists the lists that were doing well were the ones that were going around orders had tactical awareness. Um, or was just, you know, nomad based. <laughs> um, anyway, back to what I was going to say about what I think, I think you're going to see in terms of list compositions. Obviously, or, you're sorry, see- sorry, it's not so much, it's not so, it's not so much just to frame it. It's not so much what we're going to yeah. see. It's what you think is, is valuable yeah, that's, or what you think that's is what valuable. That's what I'm going to say. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. So, um, or, or not what you think value is valuable. What have you been doing in the lists that you've been writing yourself? That's what I'm. Have, that's what have, I'm you, been, have you been hitting yeah. that fifteen model cap every time, or are you? It, it depends on the faction and what I'm trying to achieve. But if I look at, I know I said I wasn't going to play a lot of Ariadna, and I'm probably still not going to. But in the Ariadna list I've been writing, the O12 list I've been writing, um, uh, the JSA list I've been writing. Um, if I'm trying to go for fifty, and I'm talking about if I'm talking about fifteen full models here. Um, the idea I go for is I have one combat group that its whole purpose is to push buttons, kill, do the aggressive sort of game-winning stuff. My secondary combat group is all about stalling and denying the opponent to do things. So that's what I've been finding has been working really well with me. So um, that's a group that sort of just like sits around yeah. and provides orders if it needs to. Oh, not even no, it's not even sits around and provides orders. It's like irregular orders with chain rifles or irregular yeah. orders with snipers. Um, so like if I look at, I wrote a list for um, Ariadna the other day, which I think is pretty solid. And like in your first list, there's a veteran Kazakh with APH and G. There's a there's Nauf with multi sniper. There's a Spetsnaz. There's a few Rockots there as you know diversionary pieces to hide camo markers. And then there's a Chasseur, a Strelok, and Vasily, and um, a Grunt with Heavy Flamethrower, right? The other list, it's a Caterin, a Grunt with Heavy Flamethrower, a Varangian, and two Highlanders. Their whole purpose is, is they die and mm-hmm. stop things from happening. And the Caterin um, Kater- can do some some stuff you've got orders to put. Aero work. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, uh, if he lives past turn one, then I've got a few orders, as you said, to go move him around and take shots here and there. So... Um, that's what I've found with the list I've been writing, and it's it, it's it's served me well so far in the past seven or eight games I've played. Um, in limited insertion games, I've been doing similar, but like well, not as limited insertion is probably not going to be a thing. Well, I'm talking ten models. Yeah, okay. yeah. So um, I've been doing a similar thing. Like if I look at my um my Pavati, I wrote a list for O12 with the Hector in it. So you have that Hector. Um, Link team based around your Psychops, your Nyoka, Pavati, and Hector. And then I have a couple of store pieces like the Tiang Gao, the Epsilon Multi Sniper, 
and brand engines. And that's their purpose is to stop and stall. So that's what I've been fighting with my lists. Is, is it Tiango a linked one or it. is he on his own? What was that? Is it Tiango a linked one? Or is yeah, he, he can join it. So he's a jammer yeah, that list, profile? Yeah, jammer. Yeah. Yep, okay. yep. So that list is a bit different. But I guess what I'm trying to say is my lists have been going the way of that there is literally two distinct groups. One group is is pushing buttons, game winning stuff and shooting. The other group is stalling area denial um, or ARO, and that's that's where I've been going. Are they, oh, sorry, are you going to? Yeah, sorry, I was just going to say that the, um, like, it's interesting. So basically your second group, if everything dies in your second group, you mm. are completely happy and fine with it because okay. you, yeah. uh, because it's a group full of speed bumps. And yeah. by them dying, it means that your opponents had to spend orders to make that happen. Yep, yep. And then in my turn, I can do whatever I want. The other thing as well is if members of that group do survive, like for example, in that, that area on the list, if the grunt survives, for example, I can swap the grunt over if I do take any casualties in that combat group in the first one. So it's yeah. like it's almost like the reserve um, speed bump group, as you said, and that's that's all its purpose is. I don't really want to spend much orders on it. Um, it's just there as like the 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 as the speed bump and the 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 bench. Yeah, and um, having having them alive going into turn two or even heaven yeah. forbid turn three is just yeah. a cherry on top sort of thing. Mm. Mm. Exactly, and generally I've found they they do a lot of work stopping stuff and stopping that alpha strike. Um, okay, like I haven't. I've had a few people so far complain about N four, and they've said I've got alpha strike really bad, um, and 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 first turns really rough on me. I haven't had that issue so far, and I think that's because of that list-building approach. Um, and I think I'll have to play a few more games for that to sort of be, you know, showing that that's the case. But I'm, I'm feeling pretty comfortable in making that that like assumption that that is the reason why. Yeah, it was a list-building approach that was valid and, and seen in N3 a lot, though, too. But mm. it, 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 could, you, could you say the that... Unit was- Bread yeah. between combat groups, as opposed to one combat group does this, one combat group does this. Because you don't have, because you're stuck at fifteen orders, you don't necessarily yeah. have enough to really put into uh, the second combat group, unless yeah. you're going to do like a nine, six, eight, and seven combination. You don't want to spend orders going, oh shit, my Highlander died in my ten order combat group. Mm-hmm. I'll bring over a command token <clears throat> and bring over that line Kazakh, for example. Like you go, no, I'll just have him die and I don't care and have the line Kazakh there the whole time. Yeah. yeah. So the two or the two lists, I mean, I guess where we where we started talking about this was the resources, right? Having mm. 15 orders and uh, you then said there's you know ways around that. Now, your first list that you described was your vanilla Ariadna. And as far as I'm aware, there's mm. not, an awful lot of Takaware NCO Lieutenant Level Two for you to use from for you to yeah, choose from. So just the LT order on the um the veteran Kazakh. So yeah, so you don't really get. Yep. So I think that's my what I was going to say was there's not every army has the ability to circumvent no, this no uh, artificial restriction that CB has imposed upon us. Everyone talks about yep. oh well we're just going to see lots of this, but not everyone has that option. So that either A means everyone's going to move over to armies that do. Or your Ariadna, it's actually not that big a deal. Ariadna well, doesn't have access to it a lot at all, to be honest with you. No. What I mean, they I'll, do, they trade out camo on very, very, very cheap models and make your a... opponents spend orders for for you to get if that makes sense. So the idea with that list is as I'm circumventing 
my orders by making people spend orders discovering and shooting me. Sorry, Nick, you were going to say something. Yeah, what I found actually on that point about some armies having a lot of access to this like NCO and, and what's technical and airs and stuff. I've been playing Yujing and they've probably got more access to that sort of stuff than they've got a lot, yeah. potentially any other army. But the armies that I've been finding myself building haven't really been taking advantage of it that much because um, the, the, the units that have that stuff don't necessarily play around my play style or the types of units that I want to be mm. bringing. Um, like that game that we spoke about earlier against you, Kev, the only thing in that that had tactical awareness was the tag that the I tag. brought. Yeah. Um, there mm. was no other tactical awareness there. There was no NCO or, or, or anything fancy like that. I didn't really have any, I didn't have any peripherals or, um, or anything like that, which I, which I, which, which you do have access to. Um, so, so yeah, well, it's, it's, it's still early days. It's interesting. It's, it is early Unlike. days. I think the point that I was trying to make there is is that when N4 first came out, and then this is a general list building thing, and people were like, "You're gonna see people. You're gonna see people do this. You're gonna see people try to break the break the order uh, cap, right?" But Julian just gave two examples of lists where that is not the case. He's gone limited insertion that has mm. Hector, who okay, sure does provide strategos. And I think an extra order, so he's at twelve that orders. That is actually a perfect example of it because it's it's twelve orders. Well, it's twelve orders, but it's, it's not like you're going ham on 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 all those things that you can get access to. It's not like you're going like, oh, no. I'm fucking this. Takaware, Takaware, NCO, NCO, but blah blah. Star Marta doesn't you know? have a lot of. They have a lot of NCO, but not a lot of Takaware. That's what I mean. Like you, you don't you don't yep. have access to it, so you don't. Yeah. feel because in some ways you can argue that if you have yeah. all this access then you're pigeonholing yourself into taking these profiles just because they have tech awareness or nco or or impetuous or some way of breaking breaking the rules well, when in actual mm-hmm. fact that's probably not always the best option because nick just gave an example there of a list he's been making and enjoying that has only one extra order over the over the cap but he does obviously have 15 orders so um yeah. I guess what it's, I was, um, you know, I was just basically saying, like, yeah, I think that it's still anyone's game at the moment. It's still very early days um, in the in the well, in the N four. How have it's you, um, Kev? How have you been addressing that um, that that extra uh, resource we have to contend with now? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess in similar ways to how you guys have in many ways. Um, I mean, I have been looking for those profiles, but if they don't fit with my play style then i don't feel bad for not taking them um an example was actually last night i was running the surya hmg um with tack aware because i was like oh sweet okay, extra order it's great really all that extra order was used for was to put him into suppressive fire and cover a, a lane for the whole game and then but once he's in suppressive fire i don't want to use that tack awareness order because then i'll break him suppressive fire so it wasn't really that useful like i took him because i was like oh sweet that'll get me up to 12 orders because i also had a um Coronted in there as well so i used his lieutenant order but it didn't do anything for me it was it was actually annoying to have this irregular order that i was like oh i don't i, I can't use this so see um, i i had the yeah. opposite of my game against toby with that exact profile the suriat tactical awareness i used him to go from back of my table with cornac and he, uh the other suriat and then every order, I was using that tackle wear order for them to move. And yeah. they went all across the table. Whereas previously, you would think um, 
because uh, they were fueled by 12 full orders in that group, mm-hmm. 13 with the tackleware, you you wouldn't imagine a Syriac running across the table. But by the end of that game, those guys were in deployment zones. They were- Oh, yeah. You know, no, I'm not saying top. it's bad. Um, I'm just saying, yeah. like, I took it. So this is like the philosophy I was going with was, mm. oh, this will get me an extra order, but the mm. list wasn't necessarily built around using that extra order. Or the, mm. the the mission I played wasn't built around using that extra order. So for yeah. you, perfectly perfectly great idea because you've got them in a link. You can use that um, mm. tack awareness order to move the link up. For me, mm. it was an extra order that got used once to put them in suppressor fire and didn't mm. get used again. So it was yeah. kind of useless. It's like handy, but also well, that's that's situational you know, though, and that's that's a, that's a choice of play style as opposed to using the utility of it. No, no, I, I I know, and I and I, I agree yeah. with that. I'm just I'm guess yeah. I'm just going back to what people were yeah. saying that everyone's going to be trying to break the break the order. Up. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, no, you're yeah, exactly. People, some people, yeah. there there may be a tendency for some people to feel as though they have to take these profiles because they get around this artificial constraint that CB have given us but I'm just saying it's not always going to be that good an idea because you still need to build yeah. a list around it you still need to right. you can't just like add these extra orders yeah. it's like people who are like oh my god NCO is so amazing well if you've only got one L, one LT order and you've got three guys with NCO or two guys with NCO cool you're still you only getting one extra order <laughs> like it's yeah. it's good to have two guys with NCO you can pump an order into mm-hmm. that either or but at the same time by taking it, you are not giving yourself extra orders. You're just giving yourself more options to use those orders. Um, it's interesting because I've, I've found the opposite. When I have access to it in a faction, I like use and abuse it. So the classic example for me is a JSA list that I've been working with. Um, and it's the Diokai, Eureka, the Damara with Spitfire LT level two, and mm. the Neko link. And it's based around that oh, um, yeah, yeah. with a tanko. And that, that order battery alone gives you five regular orders. It gives you an extra two LT orders that you can spend on the Diokai because he's got NCO. And then it gives you a tactical awareness order from um, Neko. So in effect, it's eight orders. And I've been using that to great effect. Um, had a lot of fun running it. Um, mm. And I don't think I would run JSA any differently. I think for it's- me, that... That li- that link is like an it, it's a great. Auto include for me. I, yeah. I, I'm not it's disagreeing an, with you. I think, it, it, I think it's, it's, it's a mm. very it's a very ex- it's a very effective just missile of a link. Yeah, yeah. Jacob, what's yeah. your sorry? I'll, I guess I'll let Jacob talk about um what he has sort of encountered with his 15 order cap and what he where he's. Yeah. Uh, having having not played like in N3, I didn't play a whole bunch of like. Ariadna or like cheap Aleph or Huck Islam. So as far as the 15 orders um, goes, I haven't I haven't really felt it that much. Um, Did you say that was where your armies were sitting at anyway in N3? Yeah, I I, I could generally even in N3 maybe I could have an Aleph army with 16 models maybe and mm-hmm. um, and OSS, um, but it. Your use of NCO and TAC awareness, I don't don't underestimate how much design work has gone into each of these armies. JSA and Invincible Army have access to oodles and oodles of Lieutenant Level 2s and good profiles with NCO and good profiles with TAC awareness because they need them. Yeah, they, mm-hmm. they, they can't function without them. If, if you take a look at, let's say... A combined army and Aleph, right? It's probably mm. some of the more elites there. Uh, I know Aleph have, I think, one NCO in the Yadu, 
and um, I think in the Morats, um, in the Morats, they have a little bit more NCA, a little bit more uh, attack awareness, and a little bit more NCO. You get, you get it on the Sagarat and the um, the Rakdarak, I think. Yeah. that's my memory. But, but again, if you take a look at the um, the Morat. Uh, aggression force they need those orders they're an expensive army that need to move to move a lot and it's the same with jsa jsa are good at mo close combat which means they have to move a lot to actually get into that close combat the interesting thing about morats though is that morats. a lot of the time you're probably going to be yeah morats you're probably going to be running um um Kornak as your lt yeah. And if you're running Kornak as your LT, you don't want to take NCO because he's already got regular orders. That's a um, good point. And that's a, that's a dumb... That is... Yeah. yeah, like yeah. You're taking Kornak 99% of the time. So the NCO is fucking pointless. Yeah. So, it's only when you run a Morat Vanguard LT yeah, or um, the that you're going to do it. Suriat, well, gonna, the Suriat, well, maybe. The thing is the Suriats... Um, you're not going to take the Suriat. You're probably going to use that LT order on himself. Well, you're probably going to so take the attack, the attack awareness one instead of the. But what, what? Yeah. Sorry, what you guys are saying is what I'm noticing is you're getting most benefit from NCO attack aware and all that bollocks from sectorals, not from well, yeah, vanilla, yeah, because yeah. you're because you're, you're in using armies it. that need them. I mean, if you think about, well, if you think uh, about mm, mm, mm. I don't, do, do, I don't, mm, nah. nah. What? I, 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 was, I don't. I, I disagree. I dis. I, I disagree. You can JSA. I disagree that you away. need them. I think that's a very. That's a very black and white statement that I think is not true. I'm just saying sectorals probably benefit from from them more because you can have, you can build your Surya Harris. That's like three fucking chunky guys in there, and you can use those the the points you spend on having three big guys in a link you kind of offset somewhat by being able to use additional orders for that link yeah but that that the reason Same thing that's with GSA. there and i found that you've got i found that the other day with jsa and morats right the reason that's there is they don't have the ability to get stuff up the table quickly and effectively like other factions do because either their to is egregiously expensive or in the case of morats they don't have anything that starts in the middle of the table that starts in a marker form and if mm. you ha take Zerats, often they're sniped in the first order or first turn. So the problem that they've had in N3, and I've been complaining about this for ages, is once they lose that midfield game, you're like, fuck it. I've got to get up and march up the table. Now you're like, like all right, I can though. do that, but I've got two or three extra orders. So I can do that and not be too badly offset by it. And mm. that's why they need it. That's why JSA needs it. And that's why Morats in particular more than JSA need it. I'm just, um, I'm just saying I think that sectorals benefit from those rules more as opposed to them I, needing yeah, it more. Yeah, if I'm running if I'm running a vanilla list, the only time I've ever gone and taken like your LT at level two profiles is on that avatar. Like mm -hmm. that's that's it. Um, but sectorials, yeah, absolutely. Like I, I don't think it benefits vanilla at all, but I think it benefits sectorials hugely. Yeah. From efficiency the, the, first, the first few games that I was playing in um, in N4, I was designing lists specifically around it, with vanilla using around getting Lieutenant Level Two and NCO to um, to take advantage of it. And since then, like it, it, I mean, it was great to have all those extra orders, but um, since then, I, I have kind of drifted away from it because it, while you do have these extra orders, that it kind of locks you in to. Yeah wanting to use them and and if you don't use them you kind of you kind of feel like you're, you you've got a bit of a waste um mm. but because you're then forcing yourself to do it you might be 
playing in a certain way that's not going to be optimal for the situation that's in front of you. And well, I are, think the trick are. with NCO and like your LT level two orders is, is you want to be taking them on units that you know you're going to use those orders on. So things yeah. like that, like, like uh, NCO on a camo marker, for example. So spending all your orders and then with your NCO order going bang, read camo. Um, mm-hmm. Or tactical awareness where you're like, that gives me an extra order to get my tag the fuck out of there um, at the end of the turn. Or it gives me an extra order at the end of the turn to go, I'm going to put my tag on suppressive fire. It's on stuff that you know you're going to spend an order on, which is why coming back to the Suriad argument, you don't always want to spend a, a tactical awareness order on a lone Suriat HMG. A Suriat and the Link team, on the other hand, is a completely different ball case because you're like, I can use my tactical awareness order to move up the table with the yeah. link team to move, go boot yeah, the snoop, move for like example. three to five guys up, yeah. up I mean, the I, table. Yeah. I had the one with using the Zion Zion link and having Taishen as an NCO. She didn't do a lot of shooting, but if I yeah. had to, if I just had to have like my, you know, my missile launcher is on one side of a building, my HMG is on the other side, I need to swap their position. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Swap the position, I go, I spend the lieutenant order, she's my leader, No, and for well not for free but you know what i mean yeah um they get to swap those positions those little movements that yeah. used to really punish uh, a 10 order list without um those sorts of without nco without tech awareness yeah. now is just a little less uh punish a uh, little less punishing especially when your let's say your lt level two is a piece that may not be as useful immediate. So the yeah. Dalying um, camo, you don't necessarily want to use it. it the two LT orders on it every turn. So you have the option to feed it into mm-hmm. that link, but you also got the option to use those two orders on the Dalying. I haven't yeah. looked at every single profile, but I'm sure there's a LT level two option that m- might just be an order battery for another yeah, there is. The one option. That's the one that's just the boarding shotgun. Yeah. Um, it's, that's exactly right. Like, um, I'm sure if you took Tai Sheng by herself, you probably wouldn't use NCO on it. Like, well, you'd use it if you yeah. use it on if you wanted it on a solo piece. You'd use it on the Mo Wang. The Mo Wang, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. You definitely, so. you definitely still use it. Like, I, I think I ran yeah. uh, Vanilla Combined last night, and I had uh, Nurkayas, who's got NCO, um, and I could flip between using the Corontid's LT order or the Nurkayas's LT order, and that's nice. Um, just to have that option, but um, it doesn't make it. It doesn't make either the profiles or the list good because I have access to this. It just I guess it gives yeah. you options. I guess we'll move on to maybe and just it, like just. Well, there was oh, just sorry. one other thing I wanted to mention before we did move on, um, because mm-hmm. we are sort of talking about the the resources. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, kind I still of, want to talk about them. We kind of went in the weeds there a bit we with have. NCO and, <laughs> yeah. and 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 generating orders that are not real orders and that sort of thing. Um, but one thing I did want to mention was that um, a. A side effect of this fifteen order cap, which I didn't even sort of think about beforehand, but once you you look at it, it is like blatantly obvious. Is the average points that I'm spending per unit has gone up, right? Mm. Because I'm because I'm not able to take twenty models. I have to take maximum fifteen, so I'm able to spend more points on those models. Um, looking at the lists that I've been building, a lot of them have got a lot more sort of high 20s to mid 30s points units in them whereas previously when in like the, the, this army that i played against you the other day kev i had one i had like four or five models in there that were all around 30 points mm-hmm. um whereas previously that would be way too many for that price point whereas i would take out 
I'd take out one of those 30-point models to put an extra four five-point monks in and something yeah, else. There, there, there definitely is a health benefit to the game of knowing that your opponent is going to have, at most, 15 models. It means that before when you would take... Uh, I, like, if you try to take a limited session elite army, you knew that if someone took the like the three combat group army, you were screwed because you you would never get through all of their camo and all of the chaff to get what you needed to do without being really lucky and taking risky plays mm. well, now, you thing... know, now you know now you know they're only going to have 15 at worst like julian said you're probably only going to have to go through five dudes yeah well not just to go back to yeah. the point that nick made wasn't wasn't that well it's relevant it's a relevant point you made jacob but i think just to go back to what nick was saying is that I guess how how has that influenced your list building? So now well, that the, I mean the way it's um, the way it's kind of influenced my list building is that because I'm spending these sort of mid to th- mid thirty points on models more often, those po- units that cost thirty points as opposed to ten or fifteen have a lot more utility. They've got a lot more skills. They've got a lot more toolboxes. There's, there's more you can do with them, which mean, which is not necessarily on, on the list building front, but it's opened up the way that I'm playing the game. Which because- is what we were saying about a month and a half ago that we said it's going to create more diversity in lists because there are more profiles that are 20 to 30 points than there are 5 to 10 points in most lists. I'm finding that, especially in Hack Islam, which I guess do excel in that sort of middling 20-point mark. Whereas now I'm like, oh, I have, I have 30 points left. I could take fucking almost anything in this army I could take. Whereas before, I'd be like, oh, I've got nine points left. Oh, I, mm, mm, what am I going to take? Like, so I think that's that's an important list-building thing. Is you know, there are There's actually a lot more options to choose from when you're building a list. Or I found that anyway. I found a lot more options when I'm filling in the last maybe two orders of my army i'm like oh i could i could take a 40 point model or 30 point model or i could take two 15 point models um you know it might be at 13 13 orders or something like that so i think i found that has influenced my choices or that's been that's made for some really interesting list building choices yeah do you you guys agree i don't think i've seen no i I slightly disagree sorry kev (laughs) (laughs) That's, why, that you're, that's I, why you're here, Jake, uh, Julian, to disagree. I I don't feel that with my lists and the lists that I've seen be successful, especially from what I saw at the tournament, that there has been much of a change in diversity. What I've seen is that, again, those lists that get excellent order efficiency, they're the ones that do well. Um, and so, for example, when I was playing the other game against Josh the other night... Um, the list that I took, yes, it was obviously Star Mart is a bit of an exception because it's it's new in that we haven't seen what is going to be the meta list, but I think this will be the meta list for them. Um, the Hector Link. It, yeah, the Hector Link. Yeah. And the reason why that list was so good was because it got excellent order efficiency because all your eggs are in one basket, right? But what makes it really good is it completely nullifies an alpha strike from something like an assassin piece. Um, or or um, a speculo. And the reason why it does that is because you go, all right, I have Pavati, I have Hector, and now I have my Tian Gyo in reserve, who I'm going to holo project as Shona Karano in a link team. I'm going to keep them all in reserve, and I'm going to go second 
So you go, great, I'm going to put my assassin down. What am I going to fight? What am I going to kill? All right, I'll put it next to Anoyo, uh, Anoyoka, for example. You then put <laughs> Hector and the Tianguo next to it, and that assassin isn't doing anything. Oh, so you're spending, well, a, you're spending a command token to hold three reserves yeah. back. Three reserves, exactly. Oh, sorry, Alan, if you're, no, exactly. I, uh, you, can't, you can only do it yeah. if you're going first, though. No, it's second, isn't it? No, first. No, sorry, going first. All right, I'm getting confused. But you can still but, hold two reserves back with Hector, so it's still yeah, a good tactic. Yeah, yes. exactly. It's still a good tactic. Avatar's exactly the same. You can do exactly the same thing. Hold the Avatar back and something like a Krakot Renegade and go, you know, what are you going to do? Put put something next to my Avatar or where you think my Avatar's going to go? I'll put a Krakot Re- Renegade right next to you and then yeah. it's going to be difficult to deal with. Um, so outside of, you know, people being a little bit inventive, with trying new things here and there. I still don't see how the game has changed anywhere from order efficiency and using things that are extremely order efficient to win the game being mm. kings. Like I mean order efficiency I, is still like still like this is the point of us talking about orders, right? We're talking about yeah, efficiency. Yeah. But I think like, what, what Nick was saying is just that you have fifteen yeah. orders, so now there are yeah. more options for you to choose from. Whether or not they're good yeah. is not the point of necessarily yeah. this this conversation. Yeah, if you, if, it's just if you if you were used to playing a twenty model list before now you're playing a 15 model list by its very nature the average points cost of the models you are taking has gone up mm. yes unless you're only spending 250 points and most of the model yeah. points have gone down which was well, i guess what we were what julian was saying before oh, yeah, is mo- the models themselves have gotten cheaper as well yeah most of them i think the majority not all of them to be fair but there has been a lot of decreases in points on average, oh, yeah. on average, I'm sure the the average over overall has gone down. Yeah. Um, like I am um, the outliers that would have gone up a little bit, but on the whole, there's been a lot more things that have been reduced. I I trashed Ariadna the other other podcast you episode did. we did with me, yes, and I really shouldn't have because I there was a few profiles I missed there. Um, oh, yeah. The main one is like rockets. Oh my god, that rocket twelve point infiltration profile. Like going back to that whole Ariadna thing, What's saying, I was saying Ariadna's rifle, light shotgun, and oh. infiltration for a regular so, order with infiltration for a regular order, and doesn't that's get, why it doesn't I, get um, camo. That does it. It's camouflage one use. Oh fuck! Okay, so it's like a twelve point yeah. Delami. Yeah, but, first, but, but regular. regular. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that's pretty good. And the reason why, again, I'm coming back to that whole. I wrote a list that in many ways, shapes and forms performs exactly like that disgusting Ariadna list I wrote. Yeah, um, you'll still take Cancon. them. Yeah. Yeah. And I ran, fuck, I'm running fucking three of them, right? Because <laughs> they are extremely order efficient because your opponent has to spend minimum two orders to kill them every time. So that's six orders between the three of them. And not only that, when they do that, if they're within eight, which they probably are because the way you're going to hide them, I'm going to fucking shoot with a light shotgun and you're going to have to take a save. Mm-hmm. So again, it comes back to that whole order efficiency list. Like in Ariadna, vanilla Ariadna, I would struggle to see why any sane list writer who wants to win a tournament, right, would not take three of the rockets. Like I, I just, I just could not see why you wouldn't, because they are so order efficient, and they, they will trade up so efficiently against anything that is in the midfield that might try and kill them. If someone comes after a rocket to kill like a rocket with a tag, I'm like, who cares? <laughs> okay, so, my rocket. so yeah. I guess trying to bring this back to the main point about orders. Yeah. 
we're still limited to 15 orders. So you're taking, you if you take you three of those, that's 36 mm-hmm. points. Absolutely. Right? That's, but that's Sorry. three orders. So I guess... But I, I, I think Julian's trying to look at it from not necessarily order efficiency on his side, but also fucking the other fucking no, no, I'm, I, order. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying that what he's saying is bad. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to yeah. tie it back to our general conversation yeah. rather than just going into yeah. this profile's good. You know what I'm, is, what I'm, is, what I'm is trying to say is, is that lists that either put a lot of orders out through tactical awareness, impetuous, um, you know, uh, NCO, whatever you want to call it, or lists that just absolutely degrade your opponent and stop them from spending orders efficiently on you, they're going to be the list that win. And those profiles still have not changed. Like, OSS, for example, having the ability to go, you've still got to chew through more models than what you have because I've got extra models on the table. Right? Proxies. Ariadna. Proxies are still gross. Yeah, proxies. Proxies, exactly. Um, this Ariadna, Ariadna perfect, for example. Perfect drop um, net rods. Yeah, exactly. Your perfect drop net rods. This yeah. Ariadna list, for example, being able to go, I have three orders that you have to spend six orders to kill and they're all in a camouflage state. So... Even if you spend that first order and fail to discover, that's a safe order. I've now got that order in my turn to spend doing stuff right. Um, yes, that's what that does. What yeah. is what makes them more useful than something like a Delami? Because a Delami, if you yeah. don't use it, then it, it's not you doing don't anything. Use it. It's not doing yeah. anything for you. At yeah. least that one is providing a regular yeah. order for your for your it, team. It, yeah. The other thing, uh, probably uh, especially for Ariana, but um, I'm I'm looking at it. And I want to really give this a try with JSA. Is um, Impetuous orders now being massively useful. Yeah. Because right? you get to decide which way the guy goes, except for the case where you happen to be within zone of control using that impetuous order. Yeah. Yeah. So let's. Um, so let, okay. I was going to jump to the order group thing, but if you touched on impetuous orders, which is an order related discussion, let's talk about impetuous yeah, orders. Yeah. It's, 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 it's more the fact that now, like. They're more for, reliable. For people now. like me. Who who may have been a bit like a bit apprehensive about using impetuous orders, especially on bikes, which generally tend to be kind of expensive. Um, now I'm looking at, you know, really looking at a JSA bike list mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I control where they go. I don't have to, and even if I don't want to use that impetuous order, I can just not use it. I don't have to spend anything on it. Yeah, I think um, what I was saying earlier about me not necessarily giving that much value to um tack awareness nco and all that i do i do put a lot of value into impetuous mostly because of the way it's changed in n4 and because it's now Mm -hmm. so much more reliable and you've got so much more control over how you're going to use it you're um, not just running out yeah not only is it not only is it simpler to use it's just better (laughs) it's just so i had a game with josh on the weekend where he spent Again, in that Hector game, he spent basically his entire first turn. If you want to watch it, Rob Cantrell put it up on YouTube. But he mm. spent his entire turn putting a Brid um, up forward and then placing a repeater. The first thing I did was ran a Varangian out with him in Petrus Order, who then put three SMG shots into the repeater. Like, yeah. again, amazing order efficiency because I haven't lost an order to do it. I've, it's cost me nothing effectively. And I still had, you know, 12 orders for Hector and his mates to move up the table. And there are going to be some good. Uh, there are going to be some good Rambo Lieutenant guys with Frenzy. I'm thinking mm. of Achilles mostly here, but I'm sure there are others, um, like 
Anko uh, and all that, who are going to now be able to take advantage of that frenzy to get that extra order, mm-hmm. really be yeah. a pain in people's ass. Yeah, like that, like Dadarazi last night in my game, I took two of them, one on each flank, like you would do in N3. But what was, you know, advantageous was, you know, um, in N3, you'd have to really put them back and you're almost touching mm. your back line just to ensure mm. that they didn't just run forward run into the guns. So now they still have to run four inches, but you can choose what, what the trajectory. It- you don't have what to go. Shi, what are Kwang Shi going to be like? Well, they're, they're the they same. Don't run, they, don't have, they don't have to run in front of. Well, they don't have to run at all. But, but, yeah, but, but, just, but if you've got they're access they're to smoke, you're just a bit more reliable um, in your trajectory in which you go. Obviously, you still have to move the full distance, but you don't. Are you they know, still six points? I think so, five points. Yeah. It's, five. it's a nice. It's still five points. It's such yeah, a man. useful yeah. way to. Of, um, when you're building a list to be able to put out that free smoke. Or that, like you say, that free move up and you know kill the thing that's well, quantity that has smoke, but no quantity of smoke. But like yeah. I'm, I'm talking yeah. Dadarazi, yeah, right? or Gazis, or or monks, or any of those things, um, and having them for between five, ten. Okay, Dadarazi are fourteen points, but they're also regular orders. Um, and they've and got the Morat rule, which means even if you lose your LT, they're still. Giving you orders. Yeah, well, it's just in general. I'm talking impetuous here. Um, that reliability yeah. of um, keeping them alive. It, it, it's a massive change from mm-hmm. what it used to be, and it really changes changes the way you deploy. Changes changes so much about yeah. utilizing. Yeah. Which um, which goes back to that chaff argument, like being able to have a second group. So let's say you have a really strong first combat group with like maybe 13 orders from tactical awareness, LT level two, whatever you want to say. You can now quite comfortably go, I'm going to have a full group of five, for example, Highlanders. Or Shaolin Monk. Well, or it wouldn't Shaolin be Highlanders Monk. because you don't get access to those attack awareness orders. And well, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just talking about like uh, irregular chain rifle. War bands. Troops yes. That you can go, I'm going to put them in my entire deployment zone and... Good luck, Alpha striking me first turn. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Exactly. So yeah. have we seen- <laughs> the things that you get Alpha struck with these days are not the sorts of things that really worry too much about getting hit by a chain rifle. Yeah. Well, it's not about getting hit by a chain rifle. It's going come within four inches of me, motherfucker. ID. That's what the issue is, because a smart player will be able to position it such that you you don't come around the corner outside of that. You come around that corner and you are getting into dodge range. And you get into close combat, it's you lose that pace. That's it. Because you're not going to go, all right, my Moang gets into close combat. Oh, shit. I'm just going to spend orders on it and get ganked across the head. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I take my, I take I my Blinker into close combat fairly confidently. Well, that's, yeah, that's the, those are yeah, pieces I mean, that exceptions, don't care. So. There are exceptions. Yeah, but yeah. again, if you reach a came around a corner against a Varangian, are you really going to want to, like, take that risk? Like, you're going to be on neg threes, you know. The Varangian's going to be dodging on 14s. Um yeah, it's 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 yeah. I just think those cheap warband units in a second combat group all by themselves is such a strong play now. Like, I like I like how yeah. how our conversation um, a couple months ago was like warbands are dead or or not so much. Not much I never not said so warbands are dead. Fucking dead. You said warbands. No, are I dead. didn't. I said, you said I well. You said well. You said eight Galwegians are dead, which honestly was whatever. Anyway, but you didn't run them anymore. That's why I said it was dead. I didn't yeah. say. But yeah. Warbands are very much alive. You're just maybe you're still they're still very very and they're actually 
better in many ways. You're just maybe not taking yeah, the four of them, you're taking two of them instead of four, or you're taking... The difference is the use of them. They're not using mm. them forward to run forward and, and, and trade up. You're using them to sit oh, back I don't know. I think you still are. I think if Well, next, turn three, yes. I think turn next, three. Ne- what Nick did to me on the weekend with this Quang Shi, I was like, yep, yeah. fucking Quang Shi yeah. being dicks, like dodging on 12s with dogged. I'm yeah. like, just die. But <laughs> what they do is that they've gone from to being like maybe just instead of being a, f- a turn one insulation piece like they mm. used to be running out and then getting killed after turn one can, to being yes that's i right. can leave there for three turns and guard my lt for example yeah that, um, and that's a good example so when i run when i run hack now i um i've been t- sort of taking two to three gazes but one mm. gazi will just be sitting next to saladin for most of the game and just yeah. if, you know or oh sorry not so much saladin but he'll they'll be sticking with my pieces that I don't want you to alpha. So Saladin's a good example. AD comes down or assassin piece appears jammer mm. or boarding shotgun. And actually to be honest, boarding well, shotgun's only, probably better than jammer now most of the time. Not only that, with something like Salahin, um, if you choose to go first and you have that ability to hold back your troops, you go, mm. I'll hold back Saladin and two mm. Ghazi, for example, and you go, where are you going to what, what are you going to do when I hold these three in reserve and put my if you're going- two guards next to Saladin? Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna try and run into combat with me. Cool, you're gonna you're not gonna get there because you got to go through two guards and they're just gonna chain rifle you. Yeah, if you are worried um, about an opponent who has yeah. um, an assassin piece, then you can definitely do that. Yeah. Um, I, okay, and you can use them to discover and kill shit. Can we? Hmm. Um, I just want to move on because I know we're taking a lot of time on this bit, but well, I wanted to talk about um, finally with the order groups. Is how are you guys doing your orders? Are you doing ten five nine six eight seven five five five? I don't know. Like, have you experimented with that at all? What your feedback? What's your feedback on that? I, I can see a reason for doing maybe like a nine, like a nine five list. Um, if you've got something else, but I'm still just doing filling up one group and then filling up the next. Are you? Yeah. Are you? That's, that's, that's what I've. That's what I've been doing as well. Pretty much all yeah. my lists have been ten five. Okay. Um, there, there might be some sort of advantage to do it a different way, like having nine and then uh, six, or if you're not even going for fifteen, having nine and then three or something, then you can just sub them straight in um, to the to the to your top group. To, yeah. or, or or even having them, I don't know. Like th- there was one list that I built, which was attack list, which was like eight and seven, and I, I sat there looking at it. And I'm like, what am I doing with this? Like, I think if you're like what Julian was saying before, how he'll have his ten, and then um, like the the speed bumps in the other side. You when you're looking at it that way, you've kind of got a plan as to what everything's doing. Mm-hmm. If you're having them split up in like a eight seven fashion. Mm. You do want to really be able to have a plan, and and even see seven orders is not that many. Yeah, seven so orders. Seven orders been... is a lot if you've got the right pieces and the right. It's the only the only time I can seven orders. You do a lot with seven orders. If you've you got pieces. if you've got AD in that, then yeah. Um, yeah. The interesting that you were saying, Nick. Though I agree with you hundred percent because um, the way I've been running it is exactly like that. Ten and five, and what I'll do is I'll have everything as I said in my main group as like the, the button pushes, the hit pieces, yada, yada, yada. And then all I'll have just in case I have to go first in that second piece is something like a Caterin, something like a Noctifer, um, something that's a long range sniping ARO piece 
that I can use as an aggressive piece if I want to, to just be like, all right, I don't care if I lose this engagement, but my catering is going to take two shots at your TR bot, for example. Just on the off chance I hit you and I kill you because I'm going first, which then leads me to then push up the table and do what I, I want to do. Um, the only time I've found myself doing nine or eight is when I'm running an avatar and I can go, all right, cool. I'm going to use my free changeovers for combat groups to go and change over between groups with those models as they die. Using the strategic the free strategic yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 That's that the only time I think I would ever, ever run in balanced combat groups, if that makes sense, because you have the ability to go, right, I started as nine and six, for example, I'm now going to be 10 and six because I, I need this piece over here. Yeah, I think there's that's what I was going to say as well for Hack Islam. I I was just I was actually just flicking through Army, and I think almost all of my lists that reach fifteen orders, not all of them do, but most of them do. I'm doing nine and six in all of them, um, mm. and that's with Saladin because, like you say, if we get to turn one, and I'm going first for whatever, whatever mm. and you've dock two orders for my first pool and I've got maybe like a piece in group two, maybe an AD piece for instance, for example, that I put in group two that I'm like, oh, actually that's in a really good position. If I can pump eight orders into that in group one, it'll do a lot of work. Then I'll spend Saladin's free um, ability to move that guy from group two to group one because I've got a space available. Um, which mm. is, that's really good. And I'll do it even if I have to spend a command token for it because you, it's all well and good having your two combat groups, but you know, I have a slightly different philosophy. For I, I do like to have a second combat group that has a button pusher in there or a a specialist in there that can at least be spend like three orders, go up, push a button, recamouflage. That's his job done. But if the mission doesn't call for that kind of philosophy, I might want to jump into group one to get them to you know go up, boring shotgun a link or or whatever it is I I t- tend to do. So I, I always like to have one space in the first combat group so I'm allowed to do that if the mission um, if, if if the situation is there to do it. Yeah, and obviously it's mission dependent like having, for example in a mission like um, Domination where you want to control zones, having two Icodrons in a, a combat group of five is like really strong because you can go I'm going to spend two orders and move them into the zone and secure the zone like, mm-hmm. and, and leaving them there and having them be able to move and stuff like that is quite strong. But most of the time, yeah, the the whole speed bumps, one active ARO piece is like, I think, all you really need. Because if you're going second and you lose those those pieces and you maybe lose one or two in your combat group, you can then start your turn with a full 10, 10 yeah. models in one combat group. What about... Um, this is a bit harder to do. In, in four now, but what about for tricks? Obs, obfuscation? Is that the word I'm thinking? Ob- obfuscation. Yes. Obfus- Can't Have yeah. you done that at all? Have you put nine in combat group one and then been like, is it AD? Is it hidden deployment? Or is there just nothing in there? Uh, I've done it with um, <laughs> I've done it with that more, a more atlas I sent the other day, I think to you guys. Oh, yeah. With the, um, the Rajat. No, not the Raziat, the um the other the oh, Explody Boy. Drop the dropsuit Tariot. Yeah, oh. so I put eight and then two, obviously, because you get Cornax orders, the two mm. LT orders. Mm. So the interesting thing is that you're gonna only start with seven models in that group. Um so people might be thinking, oh, how many models are off the table? 
you don't know. Um, and it doesn't look like there's that many models on the table because everything's pretty um, pretty shitty. Yeah, like it, it's it's a lot harder to do. Like I think an, an example was last night playing Ryan. He had, I was like, how many orders? Like what's like, what am I looking at here? And he mm. was like, there is fifteen models on the table. I was like, but proxies? He was like, yeah, that including proxies. There's fifteen. And I was like, yeah. okay, so you literally there is no AD, there is no hidden yeah. deployment. I know this from just looking at what's on the table and looking at your order groups. I don't have to worry about running my Coronted out in front of this fire lane because I know you don't have a proxy or dash you or you know any hidden deployment elements. Yeah. Um, and he he could have hidden that I guess by doing like a nine and because the thing is he couldn't have done a nine and six because that would rev- that would still tell me that he's got fifteen orders. He would have to have done a nine and four, which means he would have had to have fourteen orders in his army, not fifteen. So I guess that comes down to do you want to actively think about that and do your opponents even care? Are they even looking at it? Like I was on the, yeah, I was on the, looking at it because you're, I needed you're to you're know. Kinda, you're sacrificing that resource of the orders that are gen- going to be generated there yeah. for the advantage of sort of ha- the element of, I wouldn't call it the element of surprise, more so the of element of confusion. Yeah, the fog of war. That's, yeah. a, good, that's a good term for it. Um, I prefer the element of confusion, but um, <laughs> that's this podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's an interesting concept. But um, I'll take that interesting concept and 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 raise you with what I think is going to be. You just wait; it'll be absolutely top tier, right? Three combat groups with five in each of them. Five in each. Five. I think that could work if you've got a list around it. I think it could work. That's trash. You're it's trash. Coming. You should feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they can only. I want to see it. I want. I really, really want to see it. Now running that, and they're going to be like, "No, this is terrible," and then they're going to, you know, drop out of the game, and it's going to be all your fault, Nick. All your fault. No, like it's untested. So I think uh, it's totally I'll, untested. I'll, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I mean, as your, your if you go first, your opponent's going to be like, "Okay." Would you like to dock one of my three combat groups? <laughs> you know, I mean, I guess if you have like I don't know something in something dangerous in each, I don't know. You're giving yourself five orders, maybe six or seven. Well, because all, all, I can, but... all I can think of is one holds a core, one holds a Harris, and two little bits of chaff or something. There you and go. One holds just pure Turn chaff. One could hold like a sniper or an AD trooper. Like it could have four models yeah. in it, and then one guy's an AD. Uh, That's actually yeah. not a bad no, idea. I... Toha, Julian's right. Toha could do it. Uh, yeah. Still, Phalanx, when they come out, might be able to do it. We've got Toha or a thing. And yeah. We all forget Toha or a thing. Mm. Uh, I'll thing. be able to play them again soon, and people will hate me again for it. All right. Well, we shall we. Is there anything else we want to talk about? General order groups. I mean, I think we've we've got nah, different I opinions, but I think it's it everything. Still, I think it's still um, somewhat early days, and we're still testing the waters. Or I certainly am, anyway. Um, Everyone's moved on, Kev. You're a uh, you're, you're a noob. I'm a noob. Well, I feel like a noob. I fucking I've lost so many games lately. I just haven't. I've just been like, oh, I'll do this. Oh, this will be fun. No, I, I gotta I, I gotta stop playing you, Kev. I gotta start finding new opponents because I'm not used to winning so much. <laughs> hey, come on! Our first game we drew, and then whenever the I want game... a really good drubbing, I'll just be like, Rob, let's go. I get absolutely reamed. After fighting the Avatar, I had to have like a little flashback to I think the one time I beat an Avatar list 
which was I think practice for uh, ECM against you, Julian, and you um, nah, didn't know was... what you, did, you didn't know what Cybermines did. It wasn't ECM; Ooh, it was CanCon. Yeah, yeah and you didn't know what Cybermines. Yeah, yeah, you didn't know what Cybermines did, so you yeah. uh, you bricked your avatar. All right, yeah. let's move on. Move on because we so much time. Before we even build a list, before we even talk about how many orders we're going to give ourselves and where the orders are going to go, what's the first thing we need to be thinking about? After we've decided our army, obviously, or whatever, what do we need to do? What's the first thing? What's the first thing when you build an army? You're like, what are you building this army for? Is 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 it like the next point on the? It on is the actually, notes? yeah, yeah, because we're only yeah. like oh, one it's, point it's down the, in their list. It, it's the it's the missions. <laughs> it's the missions. We got to build a list for the missions, and we were talking about nah. it briefly. We already sort of briefly yeah. touched on the mission. I was talking about combat groups and depending on the mission and the table layout and the opponent and blah blah blah, but. We, you also need to build for the mission. Now, it's a bit of a funny time right now because season 12 isn't out yet. We're still playing season 11. There's also missions in the rule book. So people are kind of... But um, what do we think about the missions as they stand right now being the mission... The mission, the rule book missions and ITS missions and the framework that N4 is there. Like, have you... What's your thoughts? It doesn't need just, to be any change to the ITS 11 I, I I don't I don't remember any sort of rule that N3 had that really impacted the missions um I don't I mean if if we're talking about going forward I don't think they're going to keep liaison officer or the concilium watch mm-hmm. but um do you reckon uh, yeah I, I, I guess I think data track is here to stay for a long time if I'm honest yeah I think so but looking, I'd like to see them give. Them, I'd like to see them make the data tracker order across all missions that have it. I reg- really like that. a regular order. It, yeah, yeah. It it, it 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 promotes taking that really like aggressive tanky um, pieces to win you the mission. Yeah, so, no, I like that. I played um, unmasking last night, and I could have sworn that the data tracker got an extra order, but it doesn't, and that did yeah. actually influence how I. No, it it wasn't in Comlog. So it's only like in it's in one or two missions. It's in quadrant control and something else. But um, I guess the point of this this question is at the moment, I um, ITS eleven. Some of the classifiers don't work very well, and there is no courtesy list ability in army as it stands. So. Like, are we, I guess, from a list building point of view, like, are we really looking at ITS that that heavily? The the only, all the missions that I played have been, every, sorry, every game I played in N four has been from one of the three missions in the rule book. Yeah. I haven't gone back to the ITS eleven at all. And I I'm um, I'm on the same opinion as you. I don't actually like playing the ITS missions right now. I want to wait till season twelve. And, I'm happy to play the, and the and missions. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, with with those missions that you've got in the rule book, what is it? Uh, firefight, frontline, and uh, domination. No, firefight, supplies, yeah. domination, and annihilation. Supplies. Yeah. There's four. Firefight. Yeah, that's right. Supplies, domination, annihilation, domination. domination. Okay. Yeah. But but, but really, of the twenty five missions that you get in an ITS pack. They're variations on one of those themes. Mm. Yeah. 
right? They're just the same. That there's there's they're the four basic flavors of mission, and they just look a little bit different. I think what, um, sorry, microphone. I think one thing that fucking microphone. What are you doing? Stop being. No, we can hear. We can hear you. Oh no, it's just it's going. It's going. Um, I'm just like pip 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 pip. Um, one of the things I've noticed. I'm like Donald Trump when he speaks. One of the things I've noticed. Um, ITS obviously doesn't has that the rulebook missions don't is classified missions, classified objectives. Now we know that some of them are a little bit um, don't work because ITS twelve isn't out yet, and there is no certain rules. But there's workarounds for it. It's not too bad. What I've been looking at now when I build lists um, in preparation for Season 12 is looking at profiles that will help me accomplish these missions. So a good example is in Hakazlam, the Druze Killer Hacker. And the reason why I mentioned the Druze Killer Hacker is what you were saying before is we have 15 orders. Therefore, we have more points per order to spend. Typically, in N3, I would be like, I'll take the Barid Killer Hacker because he's cheap, he's got a picture, he's about 14, he's great. But I now have more points left. And in Hakazlam, you get access to the Druze Hacker, who is a Killer Hacker, who's also a veteran, has D charges, is medium infantry can do a shit ton of the current ITS classifieds for about 10 points more than the Burid, which falls right into that sweet spot that I was saying earlier about the sort of mid-20s, like between 20 and 30 points that I have, I find myself having left in Hackerslam lists. So I guess that's the kind of broad question is, are you, is there any profiles that you're like, you may have gone, ah, I don't, I don't have points for that. Um, in in three that you're now going oh this actually does a lot of stuff like so that one coupled with the Mukhtar hacker is another great example of something where I'm spending more points on but in an ITS setting when you've got missions like countermeasures had classified and just general classified objectives these profiles really stand out to me as being able to do multiple things for me yeah, and that's that's an interesting point to bring up as well because that's something that I have not considered at all when I've been building lists so far is how it's going to be impact how how they how these lists are going to be impacted when we start playing with classified objectives because then you want to have an engineer and a hacker and a paramedic and and a veteran troop or an elite troop or, or all these things that to to fill potentially fill these slots to be able to achieve those 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 objectives mm. um and yeah yeah i definitely agree that there's there's going to be you're going to be wanting to look towards those profiles that can fill as many of those uh criteria as possible yeah i don't know if it's been something that many people have been thinking about but it's certainly i know julian are you falling asleep there mate no i was just looking at profiles ah so i was trying to find if i actually found anything that i I, I, something I hadn't put a lot of thought into. Um, it's something that only yeah, came up not... recently in a game um, because I haven't been thinking about it and I was just like, well, actually this, when we do get to season 12, if something like countermeasures is still in there, which it may be, it may not be, um, profiles like that Drew's hacker are going to be just I mean, if, if we're looking at 
profiles that haven't changed much, I probably wouldn't say, I'd say no, but if you're looking at profiles that have changed a lot, oh, that Raziat specialist operative profile. Oh, boy, yes. Mwah. The one thing it doesn't have is D-charges. Chef's kiss. Actually, no, does it have D-charges? Uh, no, it, it does. Up. It does have D-charges, doesn't it? I mean, th- that was that was the reason there is, my there game. Is literally nothing that guy can't do. Got a tag? I'll emer at you. Uh, you're a little light infantry dude. I'll just shoot you or stab you in the back. Yeah, Got to so, push a button. I'll push a button. Like yeah, he's this just, guy. You're right. This guy is yeah. amazing because he, he's an elite trip, so he can do the elite yep. class fights. He's a medium infantry, medium. Yep, specialist. So mm-hmm. just in general, D-charges, so he can do the D-charges classified as well. Yeah, yeah, he's he's fantastic only, for something like not that. Not only that, he's got stealth, so he can just walk around deployment zones and doesn't care about change facings. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, he is a a, a morat. So even if you do come up against something like a, an unlucky Gula, um, um, jammer, what's it called? Um, jammer. Yeah. You're like, what are you gonna do to me? You're gonna you're gonna jam me? Do fuck all to me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep on going. I don't care. Like, I oh. do not care. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I ran a Raziat in combined army or Morats. No, not since really. The start much. of N3, right? I would I would struggle to not include him in any of my Morats or combined army list now. Like, he I, is just fucking mint. I didn't know he had parachuters deployment zone. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, yeah, that, he's fucking like terrifying. New and improved Van Zandt. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a, that's a, a similar reason. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's it's as good as uh, that. It's a similar reason why um, I like the Zensha, right? Zensha forward observer. So it's forward observer, still got a flash pulse SMG, but also has a Panzerfaust. Does it and, say flash pulse on the profile? Uh, I think it does. because oh, if it doesn't I, say flash pulse, it doesn't have flash pulse. Yeah. No, I, I know that. I think. But in the context of ITS, oh. he's heavy infantry. He's a specialist. He's forward observer. He, you know what? It doesn't say that. It's probably ah, a veteran or something. Okay. But, there you go. But no, no, he's in, no, no. That's the other thing. I, I, th- I think this has changed since N three. He's, uh, I feel like he was forward deployment two before. I might be wrong about that. No, Zencher was always infiltration. He's always infiltration. Did he always have multi terrain and climbing plus? Yes, he always yeah. had climbing, climbing plus. I'm not sure about yeah. multi terrain. No, yeah. multi terrain. So sure he's about, got, yeah. he's, he's got, um. But he does have that multi-terrain, does have that coming plus. And the one good thing about having multi-terrain, I don't know what they're going to do with the terrain rules, if they're going to have any of it in the ITS missions. Uh, they might have it in, like, the, you know, like the That's global really campaigns they have. But against Shazvasti dropping dazers, suddenly you've got a 10, you, suddenly you've got a 5-5 five, five camo marker flying around. It's only, the first, it's only the first movement value. Yeah, it's only the first. Second. All right, yeah, yeah sorry. But so it's, it's still, four. it's... Man. That's like in the climbing plus. That's like zero point zero one percent of games. I reckon they <laughs> getting a no, my very from. first N four game had a day around. Let's just I circle got back to what you mentioned game. though about ITS and terrain rules. I think that's a really valid point because it's something that CB have been kind of you know floating for a little while. But terrain rules, I they had it once in like season two. They had it in 10. no, no. They had it in rescue, right? But it was a it was diabolical because yeah. it was just it was just terrain shit. Rules terrible no one, no, yeah. The terrain rules in general weren't great, but the rescue mission was horrible because it had terrain rules in it too. Mm. I would, I don't know how they'd implement it in 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 um, in missions. I hope they don't implement it in missions, but I I feel like because they've made terrain rules a little bit cleaner in N4, I would hope we would see more terrain rules in tournaments. So I don't necessarily want CB to put it into a season 12 like into like mm-hmm. a mission 
but I would. If, oh, I would like, like people's tables. Yeah, I would like. To, I would like there's just to be more, um, more. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of zero people, grabs just coming out. Coming out, that'd be fun to see. Yeah, like, but that that comes back to I guess TOs and people making tables because the terrain rules are a little bit cleaner um, mm. now. They might be more prevalent in in, in season twelve. So that's something else I mean, to consider when you're building a list now. Is when you're building a list, take a model with terrain rules. Um, I played I played Ryan. Yeah, I played Ryan on a TTS table that was um had a whole bunch of water or swamp in it. And um, I didn't really notice this. I built a Starco list. We went to the table. Table had terrain rules, and I was like, "Sweet, my hard cases and my hard case, my Al Hawa. Basically, all my infiltrating, all my infiltrators, all had terrain total, so they were all moving five four. Um, up up and around the midfield, which was like, this is amazing, and it's not. I don't think it's. I don't think it's necessarily going to change the game, but I think if you have that kind of thing in your back of your mind the whole time that. There may be terrain rules on a table. You're going to start looking at those profiles, and they're going to become more valuable to a player now. Whereas before, they're just like, "Huh, cool, aquatic terrain. Who gives a shit?" Um, sorry, yeah, that's all. I, I agree. But again, like like you said, that that really does come down to people, the table you're playing on. Which and we won't. We won't you're, you're, yeah. It, but like, they, are people going to go to the effort of of? changing existing tables they have to include these things or is it just going to be on new tables people put together to <sighs> that's a good question to, to look at it but then but then also um in in the framework of of a tournament where you're on the clock even if the terrain rules have been streamlined quite a bit from the previous edition um is it still that sort of bridge too far to to mm. to, to force people into it, that framework that's a good question that's why that's why i think it's probably that. going to be something for that is going to be more fun to see in their global campaigns. They've had it before, um, but generally it's like, oh, this is a zero-grav zone. Well, it doesn't do anything negative to anybody. It just gives a bonus to the zero-grav guys. Mm. Um, now it's, you know, you take well, zero-grav they, guys. They, and... Didn't they have Yotams uh, with AD yeah. or something for a while? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the one on campaign. the... Whatever their their planet is, they if they had mountain terrain or one particular mission, they counted as having um, AD combat job. I would definitely like Parachute. to see just more tournaments run with more terrain zones, but not like arbitrary. This whole table is desert because that's boring. Just have, and like you say, yes, it'll depend on whether or not um, table makers want to do that. Um, I, it's more. This is more of a speculation, I guess, than a, a an actual list building. Um, tip, but I think there has been a clear shift from CB to put more of that on profiles, so I can only assume that that's the intention that CB want you to run them more so that's I guess why I want to make it as an, uh, uh, an important point Alright, we'll move yeah, on um, So we're going to talk about that, talked about missions um, I mean I guess like we we did. We can't gloss over missions because obviously we have. You always have to build for the mission, right? That's just a general tip. But we kind of didn't really. <laughs> we kind of didn't really talk about missions in particular, did we? We just kind of talked about building about um, yeah, ITS. Yeah, like, like you, you when you're looking at you, you just have to really consider. And this is this is Infinity One Hundred One, right? That you need to be able to achieve the mission, whatever it is. 
Mm-hmm. Um, something like supplies has changed a bit from previously where uh, At least before you needed – yeah, before there. you needed to – exactly. It could change again in ITS back to what it was like in ITS Season 11. But at the moment, from the rule book, you need to be a specialist not only to open up the boxes, but to be carrying the supplies box, you have to be a specialist. Mm-hmm. So um, whereas before, it was just a specialist to open the box and then anyone could carry it if that specialist died. Um, so that's a, that is a big change because it means that you're going to have to – really get some durable specialists that aren't just going to fall over once they open that box. That's a good um, point. Whereas before, you could play supplies with zero specialists if you wanted to. Yeah, wait for your opponent to open all the boxes and then just AD, uh, AD or parachutists walk on from the side, kill all the people who hold the boxes and pick one of them up with that guy. Now, if that guy's not a specialist, he's not going to be picking anything up. Yeah, he, he he can kill the guy carrying it but he can't pick it up himself and i think Mm. that also applies to firefight which was a mission that really punished you for taking any specialists now in the rulebook you get points for having specialists left alive at the end of the game so you kind of want that mixture you want to kill more of your opponent's specialists but keep more of your own specialists alive which then means that you're maybe investing in camouflage specialists that maybe just sit there and do nothing all game to keep them alive um, while you know having attack pieces that can go and snipe your opponents, because I think in our game, um, Nick was a great example because we played firefight. Um, you know, I took I took a couple of specialists that I was kind of iffy about taking because they were so easy to kill. If you got close to them, like the Evo, right? No defensive measures. If you got a line a beat on it, he's dead. The Armandino, he's a cheap engineer, so a great specialist, but he's not you know, particularly survivable. He's not particularly survivable, and he's impetuous. So if I decide to use impetuous order, he's probably going to die. And those are two specialists that you capped on me real easy, um, because mm. they were just sitting out there, where they're you know, um, not really defending. Whereas you had, I think, two Guilang specialists that were just that basically spent most of the game just sitting under camouflage markers. Which okay, well, fair well, enough. Well, that's that's points that's right, that you're yeah. not necessarily using, but they're also specialists that I'm going to really struggle to kill. So or domination. That, good... uh, I, haven't, I, haven't, I haven't played that or uh, uh, read it, but um, the the consoles do they do they need a hacker to turn them on? Or is it just no, a specialist? No, you get a plus three. Do you have to roll for it? Yes, of course. Okay. Well, no, but the boxes in supplies you have to. You don't roll, roll for, for anymore. anymore. No, you're right. Um, and I'm wondering whether they're nah, going to why they whether they might be getting. Uh, might be moving away from having the specialist bonus and having a lot more of them just you tu- you get there with a specialist and touch it. Mm, mm. I think there's, yeah, there's definitely that possibility. I think between adding the uh, having the plus three or just not needing to make a rule. Or just the, the ha- you, you take a hacker in domination and then just auto, you just pick it up. You don't have to roll for it. That would be nice. But, but, mm. so, so, but it also avoids the cases like... Um, having uh, doctors and paramedics getting a bonus in what used to be supplies and someone who's playing Toa is just, I'm out of luck. They've got one paramedic and one doctor profile. And they're expensive. <laughs> yeah. Well, one's the basic dude. Well, there's 20, uh, there's whatever. probably another 16 missions that are going to come out in the next few weeks. So we'll find out what the bonuses are there, if there are bonuses. I'm just saying that like, you know, I mean, we had we had one of our, one of our local players, Angus, 
come in, play Toa, and then find out that it's going to be a little bit before it gets into N4. Um, somewhere down the line, if someone wants to go into a tournament, they've got an army that they really like, and they find that there's this mission that they just have a distinct disadvantage at. Maybe the SCB is looking at maybe moving yeah, maybe. away from that sort of stuff. Well, I can, yeah, I can definitely see Tulha getting same, same, more Same thing with hackers. like hacker, bonu- hacker bonuses, right? And then you've got um, Ariadna and, again, Toha yeah. having a real disadvantage with it. Yeah, that's a good point. We'll see how things what things yeah. uh, how things go with that one in the future. Because yeah, you're right. I think with um, uh, sorry, yeah, I was gonna say um, I might have to Evan. call it quits soon because I'm, I'm I'm getting up at like fucking four thirty in the morning tomorrow. Yeah, we've got, a, <laughs> got a sleepy boy with us. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. We, we've covered most of everything in, yeah, anyway. We're in our ramblings. Well, there's actually a lot more to cover, but if you want to, if you have to go, then that's fine. That's fine, Julian. Oh, yeah, doing that again. Didn't we do this last time? Yeah, you did. Because, I was like, yeah, you did. Sorry, I put down. my hand up. The, me, the, me, the, me and I had, had a technical difficulties. Chat. That's okay. Yeah, but, no, it's, it's still three of us now. It's still three of you guys. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you can bye bye. No, it's okay. You can you can hang around for as long as you need to. But no, nah, we'll, we'll, we'll move on from. I've got to go to bed. And I'm fucking right. exhausted. And I'm going to be up at bloody four thirty in the morning to drive up to bloody Truganana. So did you want did you want to say goodbye to the listeners? Yes. Yes. Maybe go back to what you're going to say, and then I'll I'll chime in. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, just about we'll wait and see what when season twelve comes out, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's a good point. We actually you, you raised Jacob about that. Um, whether or not Ariadna or how they're going to compete with like hacking um, the, the the general hacking game in N4. Whether 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 only having a fucking war driver is interesting. But I was about to say, do they change the war driver at all? No, it's still shit. But um, Julian, what? Oh, he's he's muted himself now. You guys can't see this. Yeah, Maybe I'm, we should. I'm, like... I'm gonna I'm gonna head off because I uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get up at bloody early tomorrow. So uh, all yeah. right, peace, peace out, Julian. Catch I'll you later. See you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank all you for right, having me, listeners. Catch ya. You've been listening to Big Dog Julian. <laughs> oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Julian Jargonism has left the meeting. Oh. Cool. So, where are we up to? Do you want to move on to this next bit about building, uh, building for alpha versus layered slash ablative? Yes, defense? because apparently people in the community think that alphas are broken and uh, going first is too strong in N four. And uh, how would you build a list if that were the case to either do yeah. an alpha or be alphaed? Yeah, and I mean, like surviving a first turn alpha strike has always existed, right? Yeah. Except now, it's just that. Um, the alpha strike pieces that people were taking might be a little bit cheaper. And so, um, but yeah, like it's something that we've always had to deal with. And um, personally, I, I'm a big fan of like your layered, what we've put the, on the point here is like a, a layered slash ablative defense, which is basically speed bumps, right? What Julian was talking about earlier about having his five things that die, um, mm-hmm. like an, an, an ablative defense means that it falls off as it goes. So um, things that you can put out there, I mean, the fucking, um, uh, what's that uh, mercenary that everyone hated for eight points? It's still around. The mercenary? um, Roberto's? Yeah, the Roberto. Yeah. Yeah, just take one of them. Yeah, and I wanted that thing to die in a ditch 
at the end of N three. <laughs> I wanted that thing to just. I mean, I understand it wasn't. It wouldn't happen, right? Because it's it's everyone. Everyone's got the model. Everyone's got access to the model who's like in vanilla anyway. So clearly, it was never going to die. And I'm kind of sad to to see the majority of my vanilla hack list still include one. <laughs> it, didn't it get better? It lost it, SWC on like its no, best it, it profile. dropped a point. But it technically did get worse because it doesn't have stealth anymore. And also, sorry, I'm just gonna um, go back to what I was said initially. Like, I don't. We, it's still too early to 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 say whether or not alpha strikes are like first turn alpha strikes are yeah. game breaking. Um, this is just more of a um, general. We talk, we're talk, we're talking about list building, right? Yes. So, if you want to build a list for alpha striking, it's easy. You take a you take a piece that's really good alpha striking and kind of. Build a framework around it to get lots of orders. So and yeah, because the, the, the argument, yeah, the argument is like you said, is that things have gotten cheaper, so therefore tags are easier to fit in. Tags are really good alpha strike pieces, and then you have more points left over to build ablative defense around that alpha strike piece if it if somebody tries to assassinate it. And don't and don't forget that that uh, uh, you, you've now got the advantage. Oh, that's no, okay, Jacob. Keep talking. Uh, you've now got the advantage of if you're going sec, if you've bought it, yeah, built an Alpha Strike list, and you are going second, you have the advantage now of you can spend that command token to um, oh, put into suppressor uh, fire. Hold. Oh uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, to put it in suppressor fire. Um, sorry, can you hear me now? Yes, we can hear you. You're back. Okay. Right. okay. And something like an something like an avatar, um, or, or whatever. Um, in suppressive fire is it's nasty it's going to be sure. hard for anything to get get through. I mean, really, the only problems you're going to run into are you know the impersonation markers at that point. Yeah, but even um, then, yeah, you got to remember that the the most that that alpha strike piece is going to be given is twelve orders. Well, no, not necessarily. Eight. Um, or, you, yes, you're right. Yeah. We're how how are you going to how are you going to feed it more orders? I don't think there's an NCO attack awareness unit in the entire game. So the most you can give it is twelve. Uh, okay. If you've got an avatar, it generates four orders by itself, and yeah. then okay, a- avatar is an exception. So, you, so it can have like fourteen orders. Um, but yeah, sorry. The point I was going to make before was that. Um, in terms of how we want to frame this conversation is that um, I think it's pretty straightforward to build a list that can alpha strike. So in terms of us talking about how we build lists, we probably don't need to go into that side of it too much, but to defend against the alpha strike is probably a, a, a good point of conversation. Mm, um, yeah. So one thing that I wanted to touch on was that, like, like I said before, that ablative defense system, but as part of that as well, you want to, if you can, build yourself a list that does not present these super juicy targets for your opponent to take on, right? Yeah. Um, and I've I've had people say this to me quite often when they've when I've deployed my force. I mean, in N three, but also in games of N four, where anything that's worth anything is in the camo state or is an AD troop. Or, or or something like that, or is prone where or is, or is prone in a really difficult spot to get to. Um, so there's no uh, obvious angle that they that they would potentially use 
to have that turn one game ending alpha strike. Um, if you can if you can take advantage of that when you're um, when you're building your lists in this environment where people are trying to alpha strike real hard, if you make that as hard as possible for them, then um, then they're going to have a bad time trying to alpha strike you. Things like um, and also because not not only um, does it not present viable targets, but the the person who's got their alpha strike piece a lot of the time with these cheaper tags cheaper heavy infantry these are hackable targets right if you're looking at a field of camouflage markers in front of you you don't know which one of those is going to be the the hacker mm. that's going to possess your tag or immobilize and isolate it with the with whatever hacking program is throwing out at you so while so you're doing two things there you're um, not giving your opponent an obvious direction to go with and also you're making every decision they make even harder and and that that happened in our in our game kev where you had a um a camo marker in the path of my tag and i had convinced myself that it was a camo marker sorry that it was a hacker right mm-hmm. i was 100 percent sure that whatever was underneath that camouflage marker as soon as i got in with 18 inches of it was going to start hacking me uh and I was really sort of frozen by that until I got to the point where I'm like, well, I've got to bait this thing out somehow and just started spending orders. And it turns out it wasn't a hacker. So I just created this fantasy in my mind that that was um, weighing me down almost. Mm, mm. And, it did, yeah, and it did do the job to an extent, I guess. The, the topic, the subject of like a null defense, like what you're talking about, having everything, if you're going second, just have everything hidden uh, use indirect arrows from like hacking, covering your 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 closer range bands or range bands which suit you better, is a tactic that was used in N three. It's still viable in N four. I guess the the difficulty now in some ways is it was obviously mission dependent because if you null deploy in something like supplies, then your first play, the player one's just gonna go grab stuff and fuck off. Um, the changes to crits make. Um, putting something up for arrow almost less, a little bit less useful, right? Because you're not going to get that lucky crit on a tag and instantly take a wound off. You know, if you crit a tag, it's still quite likely that it's going to just be like, eh, cool, I'll pass both my armor saves and keep going. Um, so there is definitely a, a little bit of a, even when I'm building less, I'm like, oh, do I even want to have an arrow piece? Like, like if this guy, if my opponent runs a tag or a, a linked sniper or whatever those sorts of things are i'm still of the opinion of n3 where i'm like i'd rather just go prone and even in 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 3 you might have something up like an msv sniper to ward off impetuous troops but now because impetuous has changed you don't actually have to run out and get shot you're almost yeah, just like you, standing up there yeah you're not you're not getting right. anywhere it's like i think our first game of n4 nick same thing happened like i had a msv sniper standing up waiting for your monks to come out and you're just like well just not going to use their impetuous order now the guija goes to town and killed my arrow piece whereas in n3 you'd be like you'd have to you'd have to have spent resources to stop them from walking out in front of my sniper and n4 you're just like eh, i just won't use them and it made no difference to your order pool really which was um a big difference um so there's so there's definitely i feel like there's definitely more value in there's almost more value now in keeping your head down than there was in n3 from what I've been playing so far, unless you have a premier arrow piece, 
just because of the threat of something like tags coming um, or um, burst sex creza. Sorry, uh, just pause the recording there for a second because uh, Nick was telling me that I was breathing through my nose too loudly, which apparently I was. Apologies to listeners, it's the new headset and I didn't have the microphone mounted correctly. But what, we're, what, we're saying is, what you were saying was ablative defense is something that you can do to ward off an alpha strike. And I think it's somewhat more important in N4, at least from... It's kind of funny because a lot of the games I have ha- I've had haven't really had any alpha strikes in them. Even against you with a tag, it wasn't you weren't foolish enough to just kind of ram it down my throat anyway. And I th- most of my stuff I kind of did have hidden. So yeah, it wasn't. But I mean, like I said before, that kind of goes back to the targets that you're presenting to your opponent, right? So in that game that we had, you had your five-man link team bunkered up inside that building on your flank. And then apart from that, for me to get to anything else that was outside of that link team was pretty difficult. Um, So it was better for me to just sort of spend that turn taking out a few things here and there, but also mostly repositioning to to be able to take advantage of, of, of what openings might happen later on sort of thing and on the subject topic of openings is there is an argument that there will be more openings in n4 because we've only got 15 orders because there's less physical space that's been taken up on the table by models yeah because you you, you're not running eight kuang shi in iss or a bunch of galwegians i I, I might i still (laughs) might (laughs) so you know while i guess while you still could the likelihood of it happening is much less um, I think the propensity for some people to run 10 orders or limited insertion is higher, so there will be more less, um, there will be more spa- more, more uh, free spaces on the table um, for something like an impersonator or an infiltrator or AD to come on the table. That's right, and and like you said, in certain missions with certain troops, a- in certain situations, your AD can come on 100% wherever it wants to go. Sometimes for certain armies, for certain That's armies, the, in certain, yeah. let, me certain put a few more, let me put a few more caveats on that. <laughs> I think there's two armies currently in the game that can automatically <laughs> land something <laughs> in firefight. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yuqing and Nomads that can do it. Yeah, but the Yu, the Yuqing one gets it gets to do it with a with a blast template as well. Explodey boy. No, the 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 fourteen the fourteens only for his normal jump. Yeah, combat jump. He's, 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 yeah, he's, com- he's, combat yeah. jump. No, no. Explosion. He, his his explosion is Fizz thirteen, which will only get you a nineteen. Um, what? No, the explosion. No, the No, he has he has combat jump Fizz equals fourteen. But yeah, combat but jump explode is part explosion. of explosion. It's combat jump. No, no. He's got two ex- combat jump skills. Oh, so understand. you can do combat jump explosion, as explosion, or, or you can do combat jump combat jump Fizz fourteen. Yeah. So mm-hmm. at the moment, it's only nomads. Really? Yep. Oh. Trust me, I, 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 I want to use him. I want to use him. I've been looking at him for ages. Motherfucker, so, oh, no. that's a good point. I didn't notice that. I just assumed that he could. I mean, it's still it's still a nine. It's still a nineteen. In firefight, yeah. That, in, but that one, that one time, that that five percent in like, fire in firefight. If you've also got an evil hacker, yeah. <laughs> Which you know, in a, uh, I, I would. Sorry, getting back onto the uh, the point the topic at hand um 
We had already sort of discussed value of warbands earlier on. We do actually think their value has gone up in N4. Mm. Even though their point cost has some, sometimes gone down, especially in bikes, which you mentioned earlier on, Jacob, um, that with the changes to Impetuous, bikers have become more valuable. And in a, in a game yeah. where you have limited orders, um, having something that with an 8-6 or 8-4 move with a free order to go up the table is... That's that's pretty that's pretty darn good. Yeah, especially one where you don't have to direct it into the line of fire. No, no. I mean, you have to move the eight inches, which is kind of hard. I remember getting a crack out with the Metacam, and he rolled the eight four move, and you're like, "Shit, I have to move him eight inches," and like that's which is a long way. It's a long way yeah. to like avoid being shot at by something, unless you know you you position him well. Or your opponent has done a null defense, which is, um, you know, one of those pieces is actually really good to run up against something like a null defense because it, it excels in the close in the in the in close range, as opposed to a tag which maybe wants to fight more like sixteen inches. Something like a Krakow or um, a Warband will do, will probably do more against an opponent who's got a blade of pieces. Uh, God. I'm just I'm just taking a look and thinking about. Um, using the Coom Riders. Oh, the Coom Bikers are so good now. Mm. Being dropping from ten points to five points. Um, and the I think the light shotgun version now has an EM CC weapon. And the bloody um, oh, Carmen and Batard. I've I've oh, I was just about to mention Carmen and Batard. I've mm-hmm. um, I ordered them. I've got them on order, so um, they they should be coming in with the same they shipment went as my Blue Wolf. From so. N three to. And four, they just went and skyrocketed. They were like, it went down a couple of points. Just yeah, they so went down like five points and got a whole bunch of good shit. But I think yeah, because, but again, yeah, they're an example of those war band, those war band units really getting a boost. Maybe they've been split up like the um, like the Gazi have been, you know, split up in their profiles, but they've got that really good use. With the impetuous, where they don't, they don't have. There's not going to be. There doesn't need to be the situation anymore where they go. I guess I'll just die. Okay. Yeah. Uh, sorry, and we're still talking about um, playstyle considerations for running a layer or a blade of defense. So that is that is a that's a really great consideration because bikers are fast. They can pivot to being defensive because you usually have direct template weapons and smoke. Um, but if you need to be aggressive with them, they can also yeah. push out to the midfield very quickly and yeah, make your opponent make, make tough decisions because they're often, you know, they're quite often dogged as well, or they have mimetism. They have some kind of some kind of defensive mods in, inherently in them that make them great peace traders, but also fantastic attack pieces as well, cheap attack pe- attack pieces. Yeah. And that's the thing, right? They are pretty cheap. So if you've lost it, you might you really are not taking that much of a hit if you manage to do a bit of damage on the way. Yeah. And they also allow you to switch between, like, you, like if you want to play Alpha Strike, or you, Alpha Strike you, you want to play defensively, generally your lists are probably going to skew one way or another. They're rarely going to be um, able to do both as well as each other. But when you've got bikes, you can put them in the back of your deployment zone so they're hard to get to. But they've got the speed to go up mm. in, the, in your in your first turn. Um, but if you're going first on your deployment line, they can get up and do their shit very quickly. 
I think that's a good point. I guess we're talking about these in like two analogs of do you build an alpha strike army or do you build a defensive army? Well, really, there's a middle point where you can build an army that can do both because you don't you never know until you mm. get to the game table after you roll the lieutenant roll, are you going first or are you going second? So yeah. having an army that is designed to go uh, first and then you end up going second is like shit. I didn't I didn't think about this. Uh, I didn't build I didn't build this list for this, and you're going to be having a bad time. So you should generally try to, where possible, build a list that can do both. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, do we want to move on to this next point that we've got here? Uh, yeah, which sure, is, Nick. Which I mean, the, the point that I wrote down was like as a sort of a um, 1950s sort of <laughs> help video was. So you want to run a tag. Um, and that kind like, of I mean, feeds into well to what we were discussing earlier too. Yeah, which 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 kind of is like um, the reason why I wanted to bring this up as a point is because a lot of people in N three, you didn't see many tags, right? Um, already in N four, with all the changes that have happened, we are seeing a lot more tags. And if you just take your N three list and take out one of your heavy pieces and swap it in for a tag you might not be in for a very good time because there is some pretty decent considerations that need to be thought about when you when when you want to start running tags um things like having a, a, a at least some level of hacking available um be it killer hackers or um just sort of just regular hackers around the place to help support it in that one of the big um one of the big weaknesses of tags is that their vulnerability, while they're not super vulnerable, it is one area of vulnerability is is to hacking. So if your opponent's gone heavy hacking and you don't have any hacking yourself to be able to counter that info war game, then then your tag's not going to have a very good time, right? Um, but I guess this sort of leans into as well, looking at synergizing in your list, if you want to play a certain way with a tag, or if you want to take lots of drop troops or something, um, on the drop side, troop side of things, if you take a bunch of drop troops or, or even one drop troop, do you have to take an Evo hacker to get that plus three on the drop? Um, these are the sorts of considerations you, you need to you need to take in. But I mean, other things you want to, if you're taking a tag, something else you you definitely want is an engineer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that bad boy, it's you might, might not want. You, you, you might, yeah. I mean, they're, they're expensive. They are still expensive. Still 70, 80 points, which in N four is a lot of points. I mean, even more expensive than that. Some some tags, but even if you're not using the um, the engineer to repair the wounds, things like uh, EM uh, ammunition, EM mines. Um, yeah, things that are going to isolate uh, and immobilize that tag, an engineer can just go up and 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 just scrub off that glue or whatever. Because what um, uh, I was thinking about when you are building a tag, you you first of all talked about hackers and you mentioned killer hackers, which are obviously you know in N three they were prolific um, anti hacking devices. Now in N four, still great. Trinity's still a great program. But I feel like the stock of regular hackers has gone up, especially when you have a tag, because what, um, and maybe correct me if I'm talking at my arse here, but 
a regular hacker has total control. As an ARO, total control can be used to exercise a tag in ARO. So if you possess a tag, and then I, so let's just say I possessed your tag, Nick, and then I walk it into zone of control of one of your hackers, you can then ARO. I can, I can try and possess it back. You can ARO possess it back, which in N3 does was not it, something you could do. Does it still have the. Oh, does the. I know, I think that I haven't even looked at it. Does it does the possessed profile still exist? Yes. It does, yes. Yeah, it's still, so it's if, still you, if, you, if you possess it back, is it the possessed profile? The possessed, no, if, you, if you possess it back, it goes back to normal. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. But it's a possessed um, profile that you're arrowing against. So I think the, the whip goes down to 12 or something like that. Um, uh, I can't I can't quite remember, but the uh, the the likelihood the, the use of a hacker is really really solid now. If you have it near one of your tags, I go up and possess it. You're like, cool. I'll spend an order on my possessed tag. Cool. I'm gonna total I'm gonna total control it back, and you've just wasted all those orders possessing a tag for it to be brought right back again. Which in N3, I think it's only a um, active order order. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm not sure what it was in N3, but it's definitely an ARO in. Yeah, um, yeah, because total, yeah, total control, It's just total control now encompasses exorcism, exorcism as well. And then the evil hacker is really important to have if you have a hacker, if you have a tag, because of um, hacking, because then you can put fairy dust up on your tag, which puts it at a neg three. So a neg three to be hacked, plus three to its BTS. And in some cases, some tags have ECM hacking neg three, which stacks with the, with the firewall mod. So you can be neg six to be um, hacked. Which yeah, just so, gives so, your, so, it gives your hacker, it gives your tag some real ability to just walk through a repeater net and be like, yeah, sure, fucking go for it. I yeah, will. So whereas start. I guess the direction I was coming from when I was talking about hacking before was more that you want a hacking there as an, as an offensive presence yeah but even uh hacking as a support mechanism for your tag um is gonna uh, give you give you results yeah no definitely um and i mean i think like i haven't really run any tags myself and in for i've come up against a few and they have been pretty brutal even with the added hacking that I might have on the table, um, they're still not easy to to um, to attack. Especially if your opponent has defenses or has an evil hacker. I think I played Ryan and he ran Scarface who has ECM hacker and egg three natively, and then he put an evil hacker fairy dust up. So if my if Uhahu wanted to now hack the um, Scarface, I'm hacking him at a on an eight. I'm like, yeah, that's nah, that's not worth my orders because he's he, he's resetting a whip thirteen. Yeah, no, totally. Um, is there any other synergies that you can think of that we haven't sort of we haven't touched on already? Um, so some, um, this is mostly from where I've experienced with running. Um, say Starco is a good example. Is uh, some tags have in sectorals have duo. And then you have some wild cards available in sectorials that are hackers, um, or Ooh. they have firewalls, or, or engineers, or engineers, um, yeah, duo engineers. So something. something like I think an invincible army, you can run a Guija duo with Crit Cochram, who I believe is, yeah, that is was an the engineer. old one. 
yeah, who is an engineer. In Starco, you can duel uh, Anaconda with an Armandino, who is an engineer. Um, you can also duel a Mobile Brigada with an Anaconda, who has a boarding shotgun firewall next six. So he's going to give, because oh. he's been the fire team, he'll give that firewall to the... Yeah, uh, yeah just, just to cut the along the tin bots. Yeah, to, to the Anaconda. So the Anaconda now is firewall next six, and he's toting around an armor five two-wound boarding shotgun. Just which, dragging him along. Just dragging him buddy. along, you know, um, which is pretty nice. Um, because there's some... Uh, and this is a bit of a segue, I guess, about hacking. But um, obviously, a lot of people have been building lists with with um, heavy infantry with hackers in them, which is great, right? It's no doubt it's fantastic because, especially if the, the hacker has a firewall or if one of the heavy infantry has a firewall, it's awesome because now you're like, fuck, I can't hack this this link at all. But the problem, the one of the issues I see with it is if you are coming, if you are the offensive player and you're coming up to this link team and you're a hacker. And you want to try and blow the brains off the hacker and the link, or maybe isolate the link team. If you come into zone control, this link team, and you declare, you know, just like walk into zone control, that link team now has to declare either reset or hack back. It can't do both unless it breaks the link team. Yeah. So, you know, you can walk a a capable hacker into zone control this link team let's just say a mobile brigada link team with a hacker in it if you if the mobile brigada if the mobile brigada link team decides to reset then that's fine you try and kill the hacker your hacker you can just kill the hacker now bear in mind obviously you're dealing with the firewall mods which will make killing it pretty difficult but you're not going to be sh- you know killed in return if the hacker decides to hack you then you can always just be like, right, cool, I'm just going to get a free shot on your link team leader to isolate your link and break the link team. Now, you might lose the hacker in return, but it's not a great, it's still not a great thing to happen. Because well, I mean, you're, the, you're the other, the other thing is, option. is how many of those links can cart around to kill a hacker with them? Because don't forget that that's the only thing that can kill a hacker now through hacking. That's a good point. Yes, if if that if that so, link that so you're dealing with, if it's a normal hacker, the worst you're going to have is isolate or, and immobilize. Yeah. But but if but you've achieved your objective of now, you, every time that link team moves, you still get to have your hacking ARO. True. I mean, like unless you unless you carbonate them, I guess. Yeah, unless you immobilize them. Um. But yeah, no, that I guess that does make um, killer hackers in a link like that. A bit more of a, um, but they, I don't know. Like killer hackers have just lost such of their. They just they just don't have any um, flexibility anymore. They're literally like, if this if this thing isn't hackable, I can do fuck all. Oh, I've got cyber mask. I'm in a link team. But they could. But the the, the thing is, killer hackers were prolific before because there was zero SWC cheap hackers, so you could take rams. They weren't they weren't there necessarily to kill hackers. I, uh, that's I know why, that, that's that's no, why a lot I of mean, people. What, what what we saw was an an evolution of the meta from um, people the the assault hackers came out, so people stopped taking tags, and then killer hackers came out, so people stopped taking assault hackers. But they still kept. That's where we got up to where people had the killer hackers, so that 
there are no tags to, though to, to discourage people from taking other any hackers. other type of offensive hackers yeah um but now, we didn't sort of come full circle to bring the tags back in, which yes. is where we are now. Which we have now, yeah. Where the tags, the tags are back. And now so, you're like, I want to take regular hackers because they they do everything except kill other hackers. Um, it's, it's I find it's a tough it's a tough call for me to like actually bring a killer hacker at the moment, unless I'm running a sectoral where there's just a really nice like um, link team that I can run with a killer hacker to protect. The link, I'd still rather have an infiltrating hacker in the midfields that can discourage heavy infantry or tags running into my face. Definitely, um, yeah. Uh, but in, I guess, more broadly, sorry, going back to tags, um, I think they're real good. I don't see any reason why you would not run one if you had points for it. Um, and, 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 and in a list building fashion, what I've noticed is... Um, uh, going back to the null defense, me taking a core, I've found less appealing these days. Where now I'll, uh, I'm trying to run two, three man links, like a core and a Harris on each flank, but, but not a five man core. But not a five man. So it'll be like two, two, two flanks, like two HMGs, and you know an HMG in each, plus a specialist and maybe a uh, ten bot guy or uh, whatever it is. But what I've noticed is. The points it's going to cost me to build a Harris, I might as well just take a tag. Sure. So I'm taking a three-man uh, link of like a heavy infantry HMG, a doctor, and maybe a Timbot or a hacker. And then my other option is rather than take a Harris, I'll just spend 80 points on a tag. And that gives me, that gives me a lot of like firepower and... Um, it's like concentrated, and it's like it's cheaper than, and it's almost cheaper than running um, three orders. I mean, you get technically, and you get you get one less order, potentially less wounds, but it's self-contained in one in one in one unit, and they look great anyone, on the table too. Has anyone tried out some of the small attacks? So, like mm. the, I'm talking like the Mongolian uh, cavalry. Sort of blue, size ones, because blue we've wolf, a lot about, like, everyone else calls it, yeah, except the, you, partly. <laughs> Oh, whatever. <laughs> Who calls it the blue Mongolian? Wolf. When was that ever? A, I know it's in the title. I'm sorry, Jacob. It is there, but it's the blue wolf. Or the blue Sure. Skin. Well, it looks like a cat. It doesn't really look like a wolf. Uh, yeah, I guess it's it, Thundercats. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I haven't I haven't run the, uh, that S6 tag yet. I haven't even run the Sphinx yet in N4, which I'm really keen to do. Yeah. I, I'll be interested to see if... Um, especially to see... If um, how well APSMGs perform because it seems to be those HM- smaller tags are getting uh, oh sorry Spitfires yeah um, seems to be armed with that even um, Achilles one of his profiles has been given an uh, AP Spitfire okay well that um, I think does that go into our next point about um, dealing with well one of, one of our next points about dealing with these um, these tags or the propensity for uh, players to run maybe more heavy armor is AP. So you just said AP Spitfires, and I think if you do yep. that, if you if you run the math between an AP Spitfire and an HMG, an AP Spitfire will overtake an HMG after armor three. Is that right? Can I do math? Can I do? Well, damage damage fourteen versus damage fifteen, and damage fourteen with AP is going to be the same if they've got two armor. 
two armor, yeah. So once you get to four armor, it becomes better because three armor becomes two armor. Is that right? Can I do math? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get one extra damage 15, if they've got three. Uh, you get equivalently one extra yes. damage if they've got three armor. Once they get four, you're equivalently having two extra damage. You're, no, if you've got three armor, you've got the same amount of damage because 15 minus three is 12, 40 yeah, minus two is 12. So once you get sorry, to I four was, armor. I was, I was saying, as in yes. the, the, the Spitfire is getting an extra damage. But yeah, yeah. So the, Yeah, the Spitfire is better at armor four or higher. AP Spitfire is better at armor four or higher. But I mean, like we're seeing it, we're seeing a bit of a proliferation of even AP HMGs, right? On yep. profiles that never happened before. True. So true. There's a, there's yeah. a lot more AP weapons out there. Um, yeah. The, the, the change up to the boarding shotguns or just shotguns in general as well mm. means that people can be more uh, likely to use the AP mode, hit mode yes. as well, yes. because there's yeah. no there's no more um, burst off of where you hit. It's uh, if you choose burst, it's from where you are. Boarding shotguns Sorry. are fantastic now that they have that kind of double double utility. Well, I mean, I guess they always had this right, but it was never that obvious. Having that Nobody like, like no one ever did hit, uh, AP AP mode <clears throat> unless you were going oh, against a tag, which you never really did. Yeah, it was very rare to yeah. s- to see people because it was always movie. better just to strip off the cover. Exactly because yeah, you, you would the you're you'd be taking away the three armor they get from the cover anyway, and the way the meta was towards late N three was that nobody had more armor than that anyway. Yeah. It was pretty much like if you had, you had to be shooting, it'd only be worth it on an armor eight or above armor tag. eight or, or over tag, yeah. Which is, yeah. Which, which is, you know, where you want that. I mean, it's like five percent difference, but it's yeah. definitely like the game that you and I had, Nick. You know, that band that I ran was the boarding shotgun plus EM mines variant, which was mm. to me was like this is a great tag killer because it's good in CC, it's got a boarding shotgun and it's got EM, so. I'll take, you know, I can take my pick on what I want to attack you with. Obviously, CC, not a great idea because you're good in CC too, but... Against against one of the two tags in the game that's really good at CC, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that's the thing. Exactly right. That that model, that unit has AP, uh, decent close combat, and EM capability, which are the three things that are going to hurt your tag. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking now that before, it, like, dealing with a tag could be... You could just shoot it to death, right? Because if you had enough burst and enough damage, you would eventually get through the armor or you'd eventually get the crits. I really think now people are going to have to concentrate on bricking the tag first. Yeah, and um, even if you brick the tag... I, mean, no, I, I 100% agree, I, right? I, I, I wondered when I looked at the Yadu, I wondered why they didn't, um, I, why they didn't go down at any points. And I found out. I found. I found it out when I used the Blitzen on um, an, an, an anathematic. Is they've all got emirats. So the an, big tear. The they don't have big tear drops. Sorry. Uh, oh, no, sorry. No, no, no. You the, used the, it the, on the Yadu. Oh, the Yadu yeah. all have emirats. So I. Uh, sorry. I used the Blitzen from a tanko. Oh, okay. To hit on a anathematic. Anathematic yes. and found out that it's Breaker DA. Now, now yeah. let's use. Now let's use the. Uh... Let's use the proper oh. vernacular. It's EM damage. Oh, okay. I, I, which is two yeah, saves okay. against... Well, you said breaker, which is not breaker, but that's... Oh, bad. yeah, sorry. It's, it's EM, a- which is... AP on BTS. AP on BTS <laughs> AP with two on saves. Half, half BTS. Well, AP on BTS and two saves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. 
Um, no, I, mean, I, I say that because it's important because it's not. Yeah. No, I, I, I double agree. Action. Um, AP, we we yeah. want to we want to be using the correct terminology because yeah. I keep we hearing people to... on podcasts at the moment keep saying the word ODD and I'm like it's mimetism next sex. It's not a fucking thing. The the new players are gonna not know what the fuck you're talking about. Stick in ODD. There's no such thing. Just, just get with the program, guys. Stop uh, being uh, old. Uh, <laughs> uh, but as, as well as well as like the um, and I know I'm I'm talking about Aleph units, but you just mentioned the and it's the um, uh, the Ajunas. Right, with the the Arjuna, uh, the Karin bots, I can't remember what their names are. Yeah, Karin bots, Also yeah. have Emirates, e- 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 and I think, yeah, and people are going to have to deal with tags by bricking them. Mm-hmm. It's, they're it's, just going to have to um, just use Emirates, or they're going to have to use the um, hacking program. Which is why yeah, engineers like, are so important. Yeah, or from, or exactly, from the other side of that. But, but yeah, if, if you can... Um, if you can take out, or not take out, but if you can um, uh, negate the effectiveness of a tag using EM and things like that by, by like you say, bricking it, then you um, you don't have to contend with those multi HMG or sorry, yeah, multi HMG plus one damage shots that are coming through um, because they hurt. Yeah, and you don't have to spend countless orders i think i played a game against ryan with a mobile brigada and i crit his scarface four times he was so he's armor 10 in cover and he passed every single save no i think no i think i think i think i took one wound off him or maybe two wounds off him but it took me four orders to do that yeah and like that's i've that's happened to me when i've been in gunfights with um just against other heavy against heavy infantry Mm. they just everything passes its armor saves now yeah Um, wasn't I mean, my experience uh, until, with until Invincible Army. <laughs> until uh, you roll a two, you're like, oh. bad luck. But you're right. It, it is less likely to happen now, so you can't just throw a weight of dice at something and expect it to go through, because it won't, and you'll be very sad. So having something, having access to hacking, or EM, or a good CC specialist to um, take a tag down or heavy infantry down is... It's more important, except when you're playing Firefight and then you have to actually kill the model to win the game, as opposed to um, just brick it, because that doesn't help We win the game. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, we've got, a, we've got another point here about sectorials versus vanilla considerations. I guess we could talk to that briefly, but I think we might. that's probably it after that. Um. I mean, pretty much. There's like a lot of there's a lot of general things that we've touched on. I mean, um, I guess we can sort of do this and then wrap up by just like kind of putting what our um, points are to to a list that we've made and just kind of just briefly talk about briefly briefly just mm-hmm. kind of say this is this is what I think is valuable in a list and here's why based on what we talked about. How's that mm-hmm. sound? Yeah. Um, I mean, sectors versus link teams is like a forever. You know, years-long question. Van- vanilla's shit. Don't take it because sectorials are getting better. Um, question, right? But I mean, I yeah. pretty much. I mean, I play a fifty-fifty, I guess, between sectorials and vanilla, and I would say they're both is they're both they're both just different, right? And I don't think that's changed in N four. Um, I think the only thing that has changed in N four is the way you build 
lists now because there is no because most profiles have native Harris as opposed to having one profile with the Harris skill that you had to pay half an SWC for, which is yeah, always like it, it makes it makes it easier to 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 build up that composition of of who's going to be in your link team. Right? Yes, you don't have to do that um, bullshit so profile. You don't have to think about it as much. Yeah. anymore and like there's there's a lot of wild cards around these days as well so you can it does makes it easier from a list building perspective it might not necessarily make it any easier for your opponent to understand if that's even a fucking legal fire team yeah. but but when you're sitting there theory crafting to to build that list it does make it a bit more straightforward to realize that okay uh, i've got eight things here they can all go in this fire team in one way or another yeah um so, I think so that's, if they're all in the same group, then that that makes it fairly versatile. I think that's a that's a that's a net positive to the game. I know it does make it a little bit more confusing, but you know how many times are you building a list and then you're like, oh, I'm gonna build this awesome Harris. I'll take this HMG. I'll take this Doctor. I'll take oh fuck, I've got to take this fucking rifle guy who's half an SWC. He has to be in this just, link. Mm, just, just so the unit can exist. Yeah, ugh, it's so annoying. But what I've noticed is. Um, this this thing is perpetuated through to N4 because we were going before about um, hacking. If you there's now because of all the, the wild cards that are floating around now, you can build a very effective, relatively cheap um, heavy infantry link. You know, with like a heavy infantry HMG, um, a hacker, but then your third profile, who used to be your Harris profile, is now at least in the list I've been making. Is your fucking firewall, Timbot dude? So the Timbot dude and, is unless you're lucky enough to play one of the sectorials where the guy who's got the big gun also gets the firewall. Yes, yes. So the Shangji, the certain like the Surya, the servants. There's definitely certain profiles that have the firewall in them, and I hate those profiles. Those guys can suck dicks. <laughs> but um, there's there's definitely more profiles. There's, there's, I'm building a, a link these days, and I'm like going, oh yeah, oh, oh nice, oh a hacker, yes, oh, oh now I have to put, now I feel like I have to put the firewall profile in that mm-hmm. link because I put hacker in there, and I'm like, oh, oh I'd actually be like a doctor, but or a paramedic or or a heavy rocket launcher or something like that, but I'm like, oh, oh but the firewall's so good, so that I feel like that's now become like the pseudo Harris profile is the. Firewall, the Timbot profile that you're getting. I don't. I don't know if you guys have found the same thing or not, but I, that's what I've noticed. I, 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 I found for the most part that just Harris is plonked up there with call. Um, sorry, so it's not. It, what do you mean? I found for the most. What do you mean, the Harris? As in, like for for, for 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 most for a lot of profiles that like used to have the Harris as the half an SWC. Yeah. Um, profile. It's now just they've just taken it. They've got rid of that profile completely and just put Fireteam Harris as something that every single one of the models has. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying that the firewall Timbot profile is now the pseudo Harris profile because you ha- you yeah. feel like you have to take that one. So in the, some ways, it's like you've opened up list building, but you've also restricted it because hacking is so damn good. You don't have to take. You don't, the I know. No, I know. You don't have to, but I feel like people are reaching for that profile right now because of how the synergy that exists within it. Mm. Um, like I'm building um, Starco lists, Mobile Brigada, um, Riot Girls. They all have that same 
really juicy firewall uh, profile that you're like, oh, yeah, he's going to have to go in there, isn't he? But that was just an observation I've, I've found. Um, not every army has that same problem. Like, let's like say, Invincible Army with the Shang-Chi who has a firewall and an HMG and TAC awareness. It's an AP HMG So, fuck him. Fuck that guy. Best profile I've seen. He's in such a good profile. So good. Like he is real good. Um, I don't know. Like I, I've um really enjoyed building vanilla lists. Um, but and, and the, the, the the pool of sectorals right now is really strong just because of the ability to make these what I think are called rockstar rockstar links. Um, because there's mm. so many more wild cards and less restrictions on building links that you can just be like sweet. I'll build a heavy infantry HMG and four yeah. guys. Done. And it's especially tempting right now, uh, coming from us three, coming from N3, because there are um, five teams of sectorials that were near and impo- like just impossible to run next to some others. Bakunin uh, comes to mind, where now it's everything's like freed up. The riot making a riot girl link is simple. Yeah. Um, whereas, whereas before, I, I don't think you could add anything to a, a Riot Girls link. I think it was just Riot Girls. Mm, yeah, there's definitely more. Um, there's more uh, less restrictions. Yeah, um, which I think. Here's, does. Here's, here's, here's a question: Are we still? Do you think we'll still see the prevalence of the MSV two five man link sniper? I think good aero pieces. So the Kamau, the Karhu, um the hideout to a lesser to a lesser extent the hideout but yeah it's it's got the armor but yeah i I don't know i mean it hasn't gotten any worse they're still there they're still relevant um but i feel like the active turn is is um stronger for those kinds of links um, like I'm seriously building lists with uh, linked multi-sniper as an aggressive piece at the moment because when you think about it, the link, a multi-sniper has got the best range bands in the game. It's a good gun. It's a very good gun. And when you put in a link and make a burst three, you're like, this is good. I'll I'll shoot you from across the board all day with burst three. Like Burst two is fine in ARO, but burst three? Yeah, but the advantage, the advantage of the five-man link uh, multi-sniper is that it was other than close range, it was good in both turns. It got two shots uh, while it was defending, and it got three shots while it was attacking. I don't, I don't think it was ever not a piece that worked in both turns. Well, I think the the point that I make is there. That's that's an exception because it's still a premier aero piece. But I think there are. There is a, maybe a more of a propensity for people now to look at null defense and then use these pieces more actively as opposed to like literally like a Kamau would never fucking move like and if you didn't put anything up for the Kamau to shoot it would literally be an arrow piece for three turns mm. but there is like the Karhu for instance it, people are banging on about is better in the active than it is in the reactive it's still great in the reactive but if you want it to get out there and start killing stuff it's 6-2 move it's mimetism MSV I think it's got climbing plus or super jump one of those one of those things so it can get around and it can like it can go gangbusters if it wants to whereas the Kamau is kind of like I'll just stay on my I'll just stay on my tower 
and shoot stuff if you put it up for me to shoot, which any player who knows what a Kamau does won't. So, um, so I guess your back to your question is it, it, the Kamau link sniper is it still going to be relevant? Yes, but our active term killer is going to be more relevant. I think so. And I mean, you mentioned synergy before. There's there's always going there's always going to be synergies. Um, like you might synergies in vanilla that you're never going to be able to touch in uh, sectorials. The I reckon probably at this point the most famous example is the Marut. If you're playing OSS and you take a Marut, you're really hamstringing it because it's MSV2. Depending yeah. on who depending on who you're playing can be completely useless. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're playing like uh, I don't know of a Pano, I guess military orders has the least amount of. Um, camouflage uh, sort of things. They're all good shots. Your MSV and your MSV2 matters for nothing. It's, you're just fighting dice at that point. While as when you uh, do it in uh, vanilla, you at least have the ability to do that smoke trick. Yeah, and that's still very relevant in N4. Um, I, guess... I mean, the avatar can only be run in vanilla. True. For now, well, hopefully forever. Um, <laughs> Nick, is there anything you want to add? Not really. Um, I barely play sectorials. I need to. I really need to change that um, because my 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 experience with sectorials is deeply lacking. So mm, I think, I, I, yeah. I think se- sectorials add a layer of fun to the game to make it thematic. I mean, I started playing Steel Phalanx because it's a cool theme. They're all Greek heroes. Um, and if that appeals to you, um, go for it. If you, yeah. but if you really like, like playing yeah, the game, like, then yeah, no, vanilla's I, the way to go. Vanilla yeah. will always be relevant. The sectorials yeah. will never overtake them, no oh, matter yeah. how many, how much people complain about fire teams being OP. Yeah, I get that, and like, and I agree. And like, I played ISS for a while because I'm really into fascism as well. So <laughs> it goes both ways. <laughs> I think. Uh... Yeah, I think sectorials have gotten a real boost in N4 because of the restrictions that have been lifted on building link teams. Um, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a fascist. That no, was a joke. that's all right. I, I let that slide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fascist. I mean, you I, fascist a, lot of, a lot of the, a lot of the sectorial, the newer sectorials were already pretty freed up, but now it's just across the yeah, board. It was across the board. Everything's uh, pretty much got some sort of wild card think, going in. Uh, and I think people are taking people are um, at least from what I've noticed people are really looking at these sectorials and finding w- w- what you can build for them, um, but then are kind of not ignoring vanilla. But I think obviously vanilla has so much more depth to it that it's going to take a lot longer for you to find uh, the the mm. vanilla list that's right for you. So I don't know, like sectorials are great. But the limited vanilla is the jack of all trades and will always be good. Um, unless you're a new player, in which case I, I used to say go vanilla if you're a new player, but I think I'm actually of the opinion now you should probably play sectorials if you're a new player these days in N4. And just I like think, I think forget, you know, dip your toes in. Game, you'll have more fun with the sectorial. I think especially some of the newer more into the game, and then you'll go vanilla. Some of the newer ones, anyway, I think are. 
um, like uh, White Banner, uh, Svalheima, Shazvasti even are actually quite good beginner um, sectorals. I think they play quite... Um, they have a very clear play style, um, which maybe makes them limited. I don't know. I haven't really played White Banner or Svalheima yet, so I don't know, but I think um, if you're a new player, you'll like them most. All right. Do we want to wrap this up? We don't have a look, do you want to just have, have a look at a list that maybe you've been playing in N4 and kind of go and just give your thoughts on it and then we'll finish? Um, Nicholas is uh, muted, so we'll have to... Not his... Uh, not, still not working. Okay, <laughs> okay now I'm back. Okay. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> some uh, minor technical difficulties. Um, I couldn't hear anything you said for the past thirty seconds, Kev. So. Oh, okay. I was just, yes. I was just saying that if you're a beginner player, sectorials I think are probably the best. Oh, sorry, thing for you now. no, I, I heard that. You I heard didn't hear anything after. Okay, that. I just rambled on about that for a few more seconds. But I just wanted to okay. say that we're just going to wrap up. But I, if you guys wanted to share a list that you've been playing around with and uh, to give your, uh, to kind of, I don't know, condense your thoughts from tonight's discussion. Yeah, would I've you got like a, to do that? I've got a, I mean, I've, I've I took the list. I'm happy to go through this list. Um, that you took against here. me. Well, it's it's. I've I've actually made a few modifications to it to make it change it up a bit to um, make it even more to my liking. So okay. Um, but it's still it's pretty much the same as what it was before. But straight up, um, first slot we have a Guija as lieutenant. Right. Um, so I'm able to take advantage of the lieutenant order. Uh, throw it out there and give that extra battery, those extra um, access to more orders to the tag so that there's enough in the pool to get up there, hit something, and then get back to a more defensive position, right? Um, I've then got uh, Liang Kai as a nice little um, uh, fluff piece in there. Um, I haven't used him a huge amount, but he's pretty is pretty versatile in what he can do in terms of um, his ability to uh, project a threat um, with a whole bunch of different um, like he's, he's got a fairly it's all pretty close range stuff but he's got a pretty decent loadout and a set of skills that make him pr a pretty good aggressive piece probably maybe not turn one aggressive but definitely late game aggressive yeah, Liang has um, a great profile. Yeah. Um, I've then got a Guilang Mine Layer. Uh, the Guilang Mine Layer has Shock Mines as well as a deployable repeater. So when you're using that Mine Layer skill in the midfield, you can put a mine out if you want, or you can drop your repeater to extend your uh, your hacking net. Mm -hmm. Um so this profile's changed from N3. The deployable repeater used to be on the forward observer, but now it's on the mine layer. Um, so it's an interesting, oh. um, interesting change. Right. That is, sorry, what was it? So the mine layer profile now has the deployable repeater. Mine deployable, yeah, it's got the it's got mine layer and a deployable. I can't even fucking deployable call. repeater. Deployable it's late. repeater, which is great because it means you can pivot to being either deploying. Mine laying the mine or mine laying the repeater. So exactly. If you, if you worry, yeah. if you if you want to play the hacking game, repeater. If you want to defense hacking, repeater. You know, otherwise shock mine. Yeah, I like 100%. that. That's really really good. Um, yeah, and you don't really you, you you can 
um, like if you were going first or second might affect that uh, decision as to what it is you're deploying as well as what your opponent is um, uh, it, what opponent you're playing if if they've got a lot of things that are going to be hackable you might want to put that deployable repeater down to really slow them down as they traverse that part of the board mm-hmm. um, so so it has a lot of versatility there from f- from turn zero um, in terms of how, how it comes out after that celestial guard uh, Quangxi monitor and for Quangxi because who can't who can say no to five regular orders <laughs> for 33 points it's, that's ridiculous now it um, has changed now that you can only have up, up to four Quangxi per controller well, like yeah. So, so to... in vanilla, Quangxi were always AVA four, but in they've changed in Imperial Service where you need a control a, Quang, a Celestial Guard monitor for every four Quangxi. So right. you can't just have one monitor and eight Quangxi anymore, which is um, which is very sad. Which is very sad. It's very sad. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, after that, I've got a Shaolin monk. Uh, five points, give me some smoke on the board. Mm-hmm. And then the final uh, unit in this group one is a Tiger Soldier. It's the Tiger Soldier with a combi rifle and light flamethrower. Um, not a specialist. Uh, you could move some points around if you really wanted to make it a specialist, um, but it's more of a it's more mission, of an mission dependent, piece. I guess. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Um, so there's nine uh, regular orders and one irregular in that group. And then in the in group two, I've got three regular orders and two irregular orders. My three regular orders are Major Luna, um, who I spoke about earlier. I'm having a lot of fun with Major Luna at the moment, um, and particularly with the, this list that's got decent access to smoke so that she can um, take advantage of the triangulated fire through smoke with MSV-1. Uh, next down the rank, I've got a Guilang, another Guilang. This one's the hacking profile. So he's taking advantage of the... Generally, I'll put one Guilang on one side of the table, the other Guilang on the other flank in the midfield uh, so that one is the, one of them is the hacker, then the other one has put the repeater down. So there's two lanes that are covered by that hacker because of the repeater. Yeah. Um, after that, I've got a TR bot, HMG TR bot, um, Shaolin Monk, and then a Mons Trucker with a Yazao um, uh, Helper Bot, Power Bot. Okay, so that comes out at um, 15 orders? Uh, yes, so uh, Group 1's got 9 regular, 1 irregular. Group 2's got 3 regular and 2 irregular. And then uh, 300 points, 6 SWC, so I've maxed out on both there. And um, what I've found is like there's a decent amount of like like particularly in group two, three regular and two irregular orders. I do find myself using spending command tokens to flip those at least one of them per turn generally. Mm-hmm. But like I don't really have because I'm not refilling limp or anything. I don't yeah. have much else to spend the command tokens on. So Mo- moving stuff across or flipping regular orders. Mm. That's it. Yeah. So what would you, um, is this list a kind of all-comers list or is this sort of what you ran against me because you've got Major Luna and a couple of Guilang there. You slightly, slightly changed it with having one um, one of the mine layers. So yeah, the difference was that um, the, the list that I played against you, both Guilang were hackers. Right, um, yeah. Whereas this this one's a bit more, I'm, I'm 
just like again you can shift it around it's not too difficult to make it back to that way i just drop the helper bot and that's the three points that i would need to uh, change the mine layer to a hacker if i wanted to have two hackers um but yeah like the, the reasons i like this list is that you've got that big heavy piece as it of, of the tag but then you've got a bit of a support network around it with a repeater and a hacker as well as well as the mons trucker which is a fairly decent um engineer yeah uh it's got the so the great thing about the monster trucker as an engineer paired with the guilang uh, as a tag if your tag super jumps to a high point the monster trucker has climbing plus so it's not that difficult for it to get up there as well which came up in our game as well actually yeah, that's right yeah yeah um other things here, Tiger Soldiers, because I just love the Tiger Soldier and I absolutely love um, Drop Troops. Forget, AD, yeah. Really great. Um, I don't have a Evo hacker in here. Um, would I consider putting one in? Like, if I was going to take, I think if I was going to take more than one Drop Troop, I would take an Evo hacker. Did you have a reaction zone Maybe- in there as well? Oh, sorry, uh, a I, TR bot. I, yeah, I've got a, I've got a TR bot as well. Maybe I should maybe I should change some things around because then you've got because then you've got the option for the Evo to a buff your drop trip, b buff your TR bot, or c put fairy dust on your tag. Fairy dust on the I mean, you can only do well. one or you can only do yeah. one or the other. But so if I if I was if I was gonna put in put that in, I would probably drop Liang Kai. Yeah, um, because he's twenty-one points, so that's makes it affordable straight away to be able to fit it in, and then I've just got a few extra points left over that I can put somewhere else. I mean, Liankai is 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 still a solid kind of yeah, uh, he, he is, attack but piece, also but... I've got I've got two Shaolin monks in here, which do there is a lot of overlap in what they are able to do. Liankai's I mean obviously Liang Kai has got effectively two wounds because he's got no ending no ending capacitation. Mm-hmm. But um there there like I say there is still a, a decent amount of overlap there. Yeah. I like it. Which I was it would sort would it be for like an all comers type type list? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, to be honest, I think this is the sort of list that I'm going to run with for quite a while and maybe refine it a little bit here and there, but this is probably going to be me for, for, this is sort of my early end for Yujing. This is what I'm playing. Okay. I mean, it's good that you've come to that conclusion already. We can, um, maybe you can share the list code and we'll post it in the notes. Yeah, definitely. Um, Jacob, did you have a list you wanted to talk about? tonight that you've been enjoying or you want to or even just something you're like well this sounds cool i want to just try it uh i kind of see i've been building them and then deleting them because i think i've been unhappy with every single one i've made um i I made a very similar one to julian um might go over that one actually so that one's uh uh, for jsa okay but that's um and I'll, actually, I'm just going to make sure they're still the same. Uh, where are they? Here they are. Cool, they're still like that. Uh, so it's it was it is um, the Diokai uh, mm-hmm. Red Fury. Uh, it was the it, I I took the lieutenant 
Um, I took the Lieutenant version of uh, Neko. Yep. All right. Uh, so I can still use that uh, NCO order. I kind of like the idea of having your, if you're going to have an NCO, having the Lieutenant right next to him in like the same sort of uh, fire team. I don't really know why. It's probably not a good idea, but I don't mm. know. I like the idea of it anyway. So you've got the tech awareness and the lieutenant order that you that you can feed into the Diokai. Then it was one more Domaru, just the basic twenty point uh, train rifle one. Then the missile launcher Tanko and the SMG Blitzen Tanko. So tankos are super uh, cheap. Like, what's the SMG Blitzen come out? At? How many points uh, is he? I think it's nineteen points. I may have taken the <laughs> shotgun. For a two-wound arm three. Yeah, for a two-wound. Me, They're not armed with anything. No, I know, but uh, still, like... Okay, I, I, I take it back. I did take the Blitzen light shotgun, but I would suggest taking the Blitzen SMG. Okay. Um, and then... So that's five guys. I then took a flashpoint spot because I had, had the points. Mm-hmm. Um, I then also took... Um, Shinobu. Yep. Um, who uh, who ended up in the game? I, I used her, um, killing the an- anathematic. Got into close combat with it. Uh, but the m- more interesting part is the other Harris that I ran. So I ran a. Um... Just the Karakuri Harris. Yeah, the Karakuri Harris with. Uh, Oda attached to it. So Oda's the Keisotsu character engineer. Karakuri is structure, and I'm pretty sure have cubes. Uh, No, they actually don't. Oh, but they've got my my presence anyway. Um, So it means you can take these armor three, three structure Karakuri with a engineer who does have hyperdynamics, so she's pretty good at dodging if she gets into the shit. Dodge plus three. Um, yeah, dodge plus three. Oh, just, yeah, sorry. Just, dodge know. plus three. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're, the, right, you're, right, the you're newer, right. For the newer players. That's right. Yeah, no, you're right. <laughs> um, and the Karakuri, when you arm them with a Mark 12, have decent range. I mean, they're still shooting at... Um, uh, at um, fuck me. Still shooting at Spitfire range. Yeah. Uh, and they're one of the better shots in the army. I mean, BS... BS-13 is only shared by, I think, the Diokai and the Tangos. Yep. So they're one of the better shots in the game, but they've got tag-level wounds. Yeah, arm, uh, so so three-structure, yeah. Four, four, yeah, sorry, yeah, three-structure. So for 40-something points, you've got a piece that'll probably stay there for the long haul. And, like, five effective um, wounds because of remote presence. Yeah, and don't forget... You've got a, um, uh, you've got the uh, engineer with them. So you hide that engineer, and if one of them goes down the active, uh, in the uh, in your reactive turn, your active turn, you walk up, touch them, turn them back on. And what's really gross about that as well is, um, like let's just say Kariku Kuri goes down to unconscious unconscious level two, boop, back up to one wound. Like so, you mm. you know, if you haven't done five wins to them, they're, yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're, and they're getting right back up to one wound. 
Yeah, especially, you know, if you're hiding behind a barrier, you, they take their full allotment of wounds. If you don't do three wounds on the last wound, mm-hmm. they just go prone, and you may not be able to shoot them again. Yep. No, they're, they're um, really, yeah, they're really good. I mean, they're quite expensive. I, they're like 40 points each. Yeah, but, I mean, you, you get what you pay for. They're good shots, good armor, lots yeah. of wounds. Um, and they're also all board observers with flash pulse. Which fla- uh, with flash pulses. Which is decent. Well, they whip yeah, 13. So you've got- Bear in mind, though, flash pulses don't get link bonuses anymore. Oh, well, I probably played that wrong. Yeah, so, yeah, comms attacks do not get link bonuses. So they're, they don't mm. get the plus three to the whip, they don't get the plus one burst. Uh, but, it's kind of annoying, oh, actually, I don't like it, but... You know what, that's, that's the other thing they have. I, I take it back. It, it's the... The flash pulse is not impressive. They all have Panzerfausts and chain rifles. Yes, the Panzerfaust is nasty. So something pops out and you're like, mm, I, you're at longer range than normal. Well, I, I still got something that hits at 32 inches. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really enjoyed them. I think I, 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 that gets you a lot of order efficiency. There's not a lot of waste in that list. Um, you're going to be using the attack awareness order to move. You're going to be using the NCO order either to move or to shoot because that damage 14 rate of fury um, can do a lot of work. Um, and there's not much like there's not much sneaking up um, on them. They've they've all got template weapons. They've all got close combat, um, and they're all quick as hell. Like yeah. they. It can't be understated what an upgrade six two is to a melee unit. Oh, that yeah. is extra two inches when you want to engage. Yeah, getting that. Yeah, the six inches is. I mean, it's the same. It's the same total distance moved if you move, move. But that's extra two inches when you're move shooting yeah, it, it, or move engaging. It matters for that engage move. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's two inches where it counts. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Um, no, that's it. So how many, how many orders does that come out as? Uh, like, if you count the lieutenant and the attack awareness, 12. Right. And right, then, so sorry, how many army slots? 10. It's a 10. limited, oh, okay. limited, insertion. limited insertion, but 12 order, usable orders. And then 12 usable, uh, yeah. Is that a... Um, what, would you use, what, would you, what would you use that in? Like, what was your philosophy for building that list um i just i just saw a jsa's upgrades and really wanted to, wanted to try it but um i i suppose i suppose what it would be really good at is if as uh in something like um what was it uh what was almost the tech coffin acquisition i think mm-hmm. where you needed a whole bunch of specialists in the middle of the field right so that the karakuri uh little bundle that uh, means that you've got a lot of specialists that you can deliver to a particular point on the field. Yeah. Um, no, it, no, it seems good. Like the it's a it's two solid blobs of fuck you essentially, right? It's yeah. multiple wounds. Don't get close to me in CC. I mean, the Karakuri obviously don't fight in CC, but they're three wounds with total immunity, yeah. and I think they've got direct tempo weapons. So. You know, yeah. a Fide or or Kitsune or anything, any one wound model is going to be like, oh, nah, that's not going to. 
that's not going to work. Um, and then what else, have you, what else do you have to fill out? So you have the five man, three man. I had, I, had, I, had, I, had, I had a flesh pill spot and um, uh, Shinobu. So Shinobu is oh, yeah. your, like, if I wanted to, you're alpha striker, but I went second in that case, so I didn't really need to. Yeah, right. I mean, um, yeah, she's scary. Like, she's just there waiting in yeah. the wings to come and slice something in twain. If you go, if you do one, go one first, of the, one of the few that your I opponents mean, null she's, deployed. She's, she's probably been impacted the most by crits. The fact that she doesn't just instant kill things. Yeah, uh, I but I, but there's a bit of fairness. There's a bit of fairness in there now. I mean, monofilament always felt a little bit. You always felt a bit gutted when something with monofilament came up and just there goes your Marit, your avatar, whatever expensive thing is just gone. Yeah, I think um, I was thinking about that. Um, monofilament because people do seem to be like oh monofilament shit now or whatever you know saying Kitsune is not as reliable but I think they need to twist the conversation away from how monofilament was just like insta gib to it is another way of dealing with armor I mean because, well, because, the, because the, compare, the, other, the other thing no no to hang on a second compare, yeah. compare monofilament to a decharge Right, so like people are like, oh my god, Kitsunis or Shinobu, um, Oniwaban aren't as good at taking out tags. They're still fucking amazing because oh, yeah. Yeah, they're, no, they're, that's they're a sixty percent chance of killing a tag outright if you hit it. A D charge has zero, next to zero percent chance of taking out a D charge if you hit it because it's still three you... saves at arm four, like arm four. As, as, soon, like, as soon as they have four armor. Um, like that's when monofilament and a D charges are at the same level, right? But like against something that's got three wounds, a D charge taking a D, the likelihood of a D charge taking yeah. anything from three wounds to zero wounds is basically zero, very low, right? Yeah. Whereas a a monofilament weapon has got a, if it hits sixty percent, sixty percent. I'm doing math right, yeah, chance of doing it every time. So I think and- yeah, there will be occasions where you hit. The guy will pass his armor save, boo. But there's times yeah, where you place a decharge and you're like, you're, you're, cool, I've done a wound. If you're if you're a close combat specialist, you're still critting a lot of the time, right? Yeah. So it's not just sixty percent on one roll. True. They're still taking gonna have to take two dice rolls. Possibly and, two, two and don't dice forget rolls, yeah. she's she's martial arts level five, and the new way martial arts is you just always pick five and you just get plus one burst and all the bonuses. Good point. Okay, right. so you're actually hitting twice. And, yeah. And if you're really, like, the thing is, like, you go in, let's say you want to kill a squishy bit of infantry, the monofilament might feel a little bit ham-handed. If that's your problem, just punch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so, she's oh, plus sorry, three, sorry. she's plus you're, three, you're, she's plus two fears. So it's plus one burst on the close combat attack. So if you, you potentially, you could potentially have them having to make four monofilament armor saves. If you crit so five times, yeah. I, I can't see anyone complaining about that. And, it, and like just, I said, if, if you're really worried, if you're really worried about it, just punch him. Mm. It's just it's, right. it's just that they've changed their her her roles changed slightly now. She's not like a hunter killer where she just go in, boom, that thing's now dead. It's, I mean, it still could do that. It just nothing in the game can do what she used to do, and I think people just need to adjust to that frame of mind. Mm. Like, um, you know, because I think sometimes people might be like, well. I'm going to go in here, this tag's going to heavy flamethrower me, I'm going to die, but I'm probably going to kill you. Now it's like, if I don't 
if you pass your armor save, then I've just lost a 40 point model and the tag's still alive, which is fine because that's, that's still the best odds in the game of you killing a tag. Um, mm. I think. And I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure when I went up to against the Anathematic, I didn't crit. No. So that, that you can always just not crit. In fact, I think I think my both my rolls were lower than his. I just because I got so much CC, um, I um, I did better. But yeah, there's always a chance that you won't crit, and that that situation where you would have instantly killed that tag never come never comes up anyway. Hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, All right, Kev, I, your list. Was, it, was there one you wanted to go through? I, Kev? I, I was like, I was like, fuck, I don't know which one I was gonna go through. I was gonna go through um, a Starco list, but now I'm like, oh, you've discussed, we've done one sectorial, one vanilla. Um, oh. I was gonna do one for domination. So I did it. There was one list I ran for domination recently, and I want to talk about it because I think it's kind of could be kind of it's kind of it's it's interesting right and it leans into where i'm going right now with my thoughts on the game in general so this will be one for domination um so quadrant control um mission so we start off with saladin first of all what so sorry what faction uh, oh sorry hack islam. hack islam vanilla yeah vanilla hack okay so we start off with saladin so lieutenant plus one command token strategos level two real good then we have a Namur, who is a um, Spitfire, Emirat, total immunity, one wound, no wound in cap, specialist with 6-2 moving climbing plus. So she's kind of, she's what I'm talking about, like a jack of all trades, where she will go around, push buttons, climb up things, be 40 odd points in a zone that you struggle to kill, has a tempo weapon for an Emir, as an Emirat to deal with armor but also is a capable gunfire with a spitfire um then we go into a couple of um area or air board control pieces so we've got a, a farzan mine layer who's a camouflage infiltrator mine layer and a Krakot renegade because the Krakot gets up plus four inches to be in the zone to begin with and he can just sort of sit there with his chain rifles just being a pain in the ass and we also have a Hunzakut in group one, who's another forward observer, um, infiltrating specialist with a deployable repeater. Um, to help with that deployable repeater, we've got a Barid killer hacker who sits at the back. He has, um, he's just a rifle pitcher guy with um, killer hacker. Now, the reason why I chose the killer hacker over the regular hacker was obviously cheaper. But also in domination, you can cyber mask. Now cyber mask has changed. We don't have to make a rule for it. You just spend a whole order. You are now in cyber mask cyber mask state, which allows him to kind of get into a controlling area and just hold it. He's only 15 points, so he's not going to hold much. But he is there and he's impervious to damage. Um, and then we've got in group. Sorry, I've got two brid. So I've got one killer hacker brid and one regular hacker brid, because. Um, Saladin has a repeater built in, into him so both of those Barids can help if you decide to drop in something that's hackable or try to run um, something into me I can, at the very least I can at least spotlight you um, and to round off group 1 I have a, a Zulikia who's the biker chick the biker coom biker the biker coom biker, the coom biker um, lady so she's awesome in in four. Um, she's eleven points. 
She's eight six move. She's dogged with shock immunity, so she's gonna survive if you get if she gets hit. She is. She's got smoke. She's got light flamethrower plus one burst. She's got plus two burst breaker pistol. So up close within eight inches, she's either hitting you with flame or she's burst four breaker pistol into your face. And then to round it all off, she has an explosive CC weapon and CC twenty two. Oh, and also her CC attack is plus one burst. So she's plus two. She's burst two. CC twenty two fizz thirteen with an explosive CC weapon. I'm like, yes, please. I'll take that any day of the week. And um, she's eight six move. So she's like kind of like your missile for turn one. If there's like a flank that's exposed, she just run up there, flame things, breaker things, CC things for eleven points. I'm like, yes, that'll do. Um, so that's basically group one. Oh, sorry. There's also, and this is what I thought about when I'm building this list. I took a couple of AD because I think AD is very important in domination, but also I just think it's really good in N4. So there's a Rajik Spitfire, who is just your, um, he's a dogged AD trooper, who's also shock immune now, so he's dogged plus shock immune, so he doesn't care about mines or submachine guns, and he's obviously got Spitfire. So he's able to walk in from the side or drop in somewhere and kill some things. So there's nine orders in group one. Technically ten because you've got Saladin's um, lieutenant order, which turns into a regular order because of um, Strategos. So it's um, seven, eight, nine. So it's eight, um, sorry, nine regular, or sorry, nine orders in group one um, because one of them is obviously the Rajik is off the table. And then group two, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six orders. So it's nine and six, that's what I was saying before. So group two, Group 2's job is basically um, warbands plus an arrow piece. So I've got an Alhawa mine layer. So he's like a pretty cheap sniper who's, uh, who's in a camouflage state who also brings mines. So she can deploy up the field because she's got infiltration to get into the scoring zone straight away but can also deploy a mine to protect her or protect something else I want to not die on turn one, such as Namur or Saladin or even herself. Then I've got two 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 mutts with boarding shock and jammer. So like I think I said before, one of those mutts sort of hangs near um, Saladin and just kind of protects him from being sniped because you'll see here I don't have chain of command. And then the other mutt will probably stick close to the Namur to keep her safe from being... Um, attacked because the Namur is is okay she's not a CC specialist so she's not going to survive if somebody runs into CC with her um, and then we've got a Delami with um, camouflage so he's an infiltrator with camouflage state one use uh, light shock and panzerfaust for six points so again he just sits in the midfield and arrows something or basically just is a pain in the arse um, just something like a small speed bump. And then lastly, and then second last, we've got a Libertos. So why not? Another, um, I don't know, exactly. Another couple of camo markers. So in this list, I'll have two camo markers from the Libertos, one from the Delami, one from the Hunzakut, two from the Ahawa Mine Layer. So that's six. And then two more from the Farzan. So that's eight. That's eight camo markers that all of them start outside of my DZ if I want them to. 
I mean, at least we'll now know which one is the Liberto. Which is a good because point, he, yes. So Because he, he doesn't have mimetism anymore. He doesn't have mimetism. She'll know which one the, you'll, you would know, except the Delami also doesn't have mimetism. So if oh, the Delami deploys yeah. near the Libertos, then you're not sure which one's which. So that's kind of, this is like a cluster of camera markers that you're going to have to figure out. Well, not not so much to figure out, because you probably know which is which, but you won't know everything. But it's, there's still a lot there you got to deal with. Yes, um, and that can be there to surround my squishier things if I go second, like the Namur, Saladin, um, or my hackers. Um, and then lastly in that group, I have a, a Nahab. So he's a parachutist, specialist operative with a boarding shotgun, decharges, and viral CZ weapon. This guy is boss because he is... So he's one wound, one wound, no one in cap with shock immunity. He's immunity criticals, so he's immune to crits. Well, he still gets crits, but he doesn't take the extra save. He is, um, he's got martial arts level two at CC 23, berserk plus three, and natural born warrior. This the glowing hand dude? Uh, no, that's no, you're thinking of Algebel. He's an impersonator. This is a, literally a walk on from the side guy who, with his D charges, if he walks on. Um, into line of fire or something or sorry if it walks on and he can move into line of fire or something using his dodge because he gets also gets a dodge plus two inches he can then do an eight inch berserk into anything that's within range and then hit you with d charges at cc 29 and you are not, and if you have this martial arts skill as well, then he cancels it because he's got natural born warrior. So, and because he's also, he's only arm one BTS three, but because he's one wound with shock immunity and no wound in cap, he's somewhat likely to survive, even if he berserks you. But he's critting you with a D charge on an eleven. So unless you're a tag, you're probably going to die, or at least you're going to take. You're hopefully going to take a couple of wounds of that because he's most likely going to crit you. That's one thing I want to play around with, with the um, taking a look at like, the new D charges. Um, you guys may even have an answer for it. Uh, it was uh, Andromeda and how that works with guard. Oh, I, yeah. I, just long yeah. range, just eight inch, eight whatever, inch. eight inch D charges. That's a good yeah, question. I don't can, know how it's going to work. Yeah, we'll have you to... Can, no, you can 100% use whatever weapon you're using Yes, as, as guard. So, so like Russian dogs in Stalingrad, just attach the D charge to the dog. Yeah, and just just like, oh, the dog just runs up with the D charge and plants it on. on, the, on the... <laughs> so what, yeah, what would a flip she took? So that does like, um, that now have is a specials operative as well. So it's kind of designed to push buttons, but it's also got boarding shotgun, so it's able to do quite a lot of things. And if it needs to, it can run into CC and gimp something. Um, plus, it's you know thirty odd points, so it's something I can walk into a zone if I go second. Um, and it's in group two, so it's not going to do anything in group two because there's only one other regular order. But because Saladin gives you that free order swap at the start of every turn, if I need to, I can move the Nahab into group one um, yeah. without spending any command tokens to give it. If I if I need to use it in like the first turn, for instance, or if I need to use it in any turn, I can just drop it into group one, walk it on, and then let it do its thing. Um, and that and that also goes for the same for the for the mutts 
if I if I feel like one of the mutts has an opening in turn one, I can move that one into group one, and then let it, you know let you know then use its order, use the group uh, group one's orders to get it where it needs to go. So that's my list, and it's uh it is fifteen orders, and it is three hundred points, and it's four and a half SWC. Which actually I haven't found a problem. I haven't found using SWC much of an issue in in four. I'm usually with Hakazam. I'm lucky to get more than f five SWC. I think I'm averaging at three at the moment. And with guys, the reduction. I don't know if you guys are having are struggling to max out your SWC. I I haven't really struggled because like. There's a lot of things that I've been taking that are actually 0.5, yeah. um, and and once you get a bunch of those 0.5s in there, then a couple maybe a two and 1.5, it does add up. Um, which which again comes back to my earlier point about these sort of 30 point models. A lot of them have might be a hacker, might be a mine layer, might be something that's, that's you're spending a bit of SWC there as well. So I, I've been filling it out 5.5 or six generally. Okay. Is the Guija still one and a half, or is he two? Still, or sorry, is he two? Uh, the lieutenant is two. The um, if it's not a lieutenant, it's one and a half. Okay, All right. Yeah, it definitely seems to change from army to army. I've noticed, like combined army, I'm maxing out at five and a half, six. Hakazam, struggling, really struggling. I used to struggle in N three, but way more so now. Mm. I think that's that, that's more than like. Mm. Armies like armies, armies like that rely on their high tech weapons, while as um, you know, Hakazlan tend to rely on like bodies and other tactics that don't necessarily fill up your SWC. Well, what's a problem with this list is there isn't actually any weapon in here that extends past twenty four inches. It's not. It's yeah, not really like a problem. Two. It's not a problem necessarily because it's yeah. just the way I run it. But um, the yeah. longest range weapon I've got is a Spitfire. The army's already up there. Well, the Delami is already up there, but he's Panzerfaust, which is whatever. Um, and then everything else. Oh, sorry, there is a sniper rifle, but it's it's a sniper rifle. It's not an HMG, so it's not gonna it's not gonna you know it's not gonna split anybody open. But um, there is like there is two Spitfires. There are two Spitfires in here as well. So and they're both able to get up board pretty quick. Um, but. I know this list may struggle against a uh, hard arrow piece from something like a sniper, um, unless I can leverage um, my AD, because there's also no fide in here. Because I really wanted to try and push to have two a two AD troopers in there to um, to kind of play around with that. I mean, I could drop one of the AD troopers and get a fide pretty easily in there if I wanted to. So, yeah. Cool. Well, guys, that's been a fucking long episode. So, what do you want yeah, to do? I think I think we can uh, we can wrap <laughs> things up there. And that's our general thoughts on on what mm. uh, I'm sure there was a lot of stuff that we've talked about in the past few hours that was not really to do with list building, but that was the general direction we aimed for. I think we did all right. Um, what happens when we take so long to bring out an episode? Yeah, we had just had so much to talk about, you know. So, um, yeah, if, you, if you've got any questions, shoot us through. Uh, if you don't follow us on Facebook, you should. Uh, so jump on the Lost Lieutenant Facebook page and uh, chuck us a like. And, um, yeah. That'll be it. And then, yeah, we'll chuck those lists up in the 
in the notes. You can send them send them across, and um, we'll talk to you guys next time. All right. So you've been listening to Lost of the Tenant. My name is Kevin. My name's Nick. I'm Jacob. Julian was here earlier. <laughs> Good night.